Good evening and welcome to show 69. Actually, I always say good evening, but I suppose it could be morning or afternoon, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what show number is it? <laughs> yeah, so, oh, trust you. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, what? What does it mean? Yeah, what? <laughs> Do you know that just sounds really wrong? You said show oh. number. <laughs> Get out of the cockpit, you sick. <laughs> that was just Is this a terrible. goddamn <laughs> oh, God. Um Well I'm the daddy, I'm the adult one here. And we we've also got the Duke who isn't an adult. London. 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 London? Yes, London. You know, fish, chips, cup of tea, bad food, worse weather, Mary f***ing Poppins, London. That was good, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> What's that off? I have no idea. Oh, daddy. What, what oh, is, my God. Oh, that off? Wow. <laughs> How dare you shout at me for not watching you know the usual You know what? You got a toothbrush? We're going to London. You hear that? We're coming to London. Yeah, I still Anything don't. to declare? Don't go to England. <laughs> I still don't know what that is. You'll have to tell Practice. me. I don't like it. Country, it would, it would. I especially don't like Oh, it. I've never seen it. What, Snatch? And little drinks with cute little hats in them. Is that Snatch then, is it? Beaches. No. Why the frick wants to see them? Yes, it's Snatch. Yeah, I've never seen it. Never oh seen my it. god, what are you no, talking there's about? There's actually, no, there's a, there's a reason I've never seen it though. There a is a reason. reason. No, there is a reason. Um, it's quite funny, that. Um, no, I went... We used to have this little DVD rental shop. You know, one of these that's also an off-license in a sunbed salon. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, one of those types. And I rented it from there years ago, you know, when it first came out. And it got stuck in my DVD player because somebody had peeled off the number label on the top of the DVD. So, you know, the thing that holds it in place, mm. it actually stuck to that and it wouldn't play properly. And I had to actually undo my DVD play to get it out. I thought so, you were going to say why, something. Why, like, you I'm, thought it was a, the, the Guy Ritchie movie, but it was really some other movie called Snatch. No. No, that was it. But do you know what was really funny? When I did undo the DVD player, there was nothing inside it. There was, like, the place where your DVD sits and one little box that had all the circuitry, and then the rest of it was empty. Yeah. And I always I'm remember sure, thinking... I'm waiting for the part what's funny. Well, no, it's funny because I never actually... Well, because that happened, obviously... I'm rolling in my seat. Because I had to dismantle my DVD play to get it out the first time, I never actually got around to watching it, so I never saw it. So I never watched it, so I just took it back and complained that it had stuck in my DVD player. I'm bored now. Yeah, fine, <laughs> let's move And the on. guy said, yeah, well, too yeah. bad. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and we've also got Ginny here. Yo, we, yeah, I'm enjoying a free McDonald's meal and a McFlurry. So what did you have? What did you, what did you go I had a um, quarter pounder. With cheese. Is that a Royale with cheese? A Royale, Royale with cheese. <laughs> In fact, that that could link onto the um, Call of Duty achievements. Could he? God, are we going to do that at the top of the show? I think. Well, we, we've done it now. Well, I think you. I think you. Well, well I'll tell you what. Then you you go through them. Then go on. You can do those. Then go on. I mean, because we've had some Call of Duty stuff every week, and we Modern Warfare two stuff every week. So yeah. we can't yeah. have a week where we don't have some. So go on, go for it then. Well, thanks for putting me on the spot first. Yeah. Well, you asked. You brought it up, didn't you? Not me. Uh, Alright, let me just find them. Oh, don't Place tell me you haven't even got them up. I've, yeah, I've if got you say a few something that's related up. to something else, you better have the something else ready to go. Yeah, right, yeah. one of the achievements is 
Royale with cheese, and it says, nice. defend Burger Town. There you Excellent. go. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, the achievements are, most of them are, like, complete the mission, story missions, and then, same as Call of Duty 4, uh, complete all the missions in Veteran, and then there's one for completing the game Hardened or Veteran, and there's a lot of, kind of, odd ones where, um, there's one where, kill five enemies in a row using five different weapons or attachments in single player, or special ops, special ops is the co-op mode. Kill 10 enemies in a row using akimbo weapons in single player or special ops. So there's loads of odd ones like they had in 4. But there also is one that I spotted. Um, yeah, here we go. Kill 4 enemies with 4 shots during a slow-mo breach in single player or special mm. ops. Mm. So I'm guessing, you know, when you breach a room... Everything goes... Yeah, but you can't. I don't think you can switch it on and off when mm, you want. It's, it's just kind of when you breach a certain room, it that's happens. Cool. So that's new. Uh, there's a lot of, like, earn three stars in ten different special ops missions, earn 30 stars in special ops. Like, so obviously, the better you do in special ops, it looks like you earn stars, and there's achievements attached to getting those. Um, Are multiplayer achievements? No. Oh, because Infinity Ward, uh, I've always said that the multiplayer is its kind of own achievement. It has its own goals and its own achievements, and achievements spoil multiplayers. But it makes people play differently, um, which I agree with. But do you know? Do you know? It's funny though, because obviously, in the, on the on the fir- on on obviously Modern Warfare, the original Call of Duty Four, obviously they did the same there because they had obviously achievements in the game, and and they said because what they didn't want was people just you know doing, like, killing each other to get the achievements in multiplayer, you know, not playing it properly. But that sort of happened anyway, didn't it? Mm. You know, I don't think it made an absolute jot... Because they had some sort of achievements in there, even even though they weren't linked to your gamer score, it still happened, didn't it? You know, people doing big, stupid killstreaks by just standing there. objectives instead of achievements. Yeah, but people still... Yeah. Just give us one. Just get when you make it to the tenth prestige or the twentieth or however many they're going to have this time. I suppose. Yeah. When you make but, it the last one. Just like bloop. Just give me one of those little bloops. Just to give me something. I did that in World of War though, but it was worth nothing. Really? Yeah. Was it an actual achievement? Like you get points? It's an achievement. No, you don't get points though. It's an actual achievement, but it's it's got it's worth zero gamma score. You, That's you get one stupid. for doing it um, once, and you get one for doing it ten. I mean, times. I suppose it's. I don't know. I guess I don't mind that so much because I don't even care about the points myself. But whatever. Sure. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know when? <laughs> yeah. Do you know when I'm looking at these? I, I like the pictures actually. I think the pictures are pretty cool. There's one. Have you seen the unnecessary roughness achievement? Have you seen the? I haven't pictures? got the pictures on my. On oh, my have page. you not? Have you not got them on yours? Oh, I've got no. all the pretty pictures and everything. Mine's a professional one. You're just making this up, aren't you? Yeah, but the, the difference is you. This one's got issue. a naked lady on it. Oh. The but difference is, you, I'll actually have the game, and you'll be boycotting it and playing whatever. That's, that's okay. I, do you know what? I have actually... My argument this week has been reinforced. I've just sent you a link to the one with the pictures. Because the unnecessary roughness one is use a riot shield to beat down an enemy in single player or special ops, but the picture shows a guy kicking another guy in the ghoulies, which I think is rather cool. You know, And it, is there going to be an animation for that, you know, when you're playing the game? Do you actually kick someone in the... Can go on the balls? Yeah. Kick him in the How do you get close enough to kick someone in the nuts? Well, I don't know, but that's what the picture shows. That's what the picture shows. So you got to jump up and surprise him. Kick him in the ghoulies. Um, 
And the other one I quite liked, the, the other one I thought was quite a good, good uh, achievement, kill two enemies with a single bullet. So you obviously get two people. Two birds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to have two people in front of each other or whatever, you know, so you can shoot them both. Yeah, there, was one of those, there was one of those in World at War, but it was killed three enemies with a single bullet, I'm sure. Jeez, is that like a ricochet job? you got to Chivo Whore that one. There's no way of doing that. No, so. I, did it, I, did it, I, I finished World at War twice on Veteran. And, and both times I got that achievement, it was completely by accident. Wow. That's crazy. But remember, Chinny is an achievement whore, as we know. But he, he, he went and got the hollow points from the future and went back to World War II. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about kicking each other in the ghoulies, I can just totally imagine the over-35s getting a private room going, and it's like, all right, this is what we're doing. No guns, no knives. Everybody <laughs> just runs around and kicks each other in the nuts all day. <laughs> kick them uh... the nuts ten times, and they'll go down. Yeah, I would love that to be true. I would love the fact that you know that you can actually kick someone in the nuts. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. But I just don't think it's that'll gonna be happen. a perk you can add on as like a cup that you wear, so you don't hurt if you get kicked in the nuts. Kick yeah. him in the nuts. But like yes, coming. The... Yeah, coming. Now stop that. But coming back to what you you know you just said about me not playing it. Well, it's been reinforced again. Actually, Wait, today. you're not gonna play this game. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because now we've got another guy. I've never heard of this guy before, I must admit. You know, I've heard of Bobby Kotick, who's a wanker anyway. That's my grandfather. Yeah, well, you know, that would make no difference. He'd still make him a top. Well, he's a wanker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it a good word, wanker? You know, it really does Is describe that? him, doesn't it? You know. Anyway, um, there's another guy who's the UK managing director called Andrew Brown. Andrew. Boo. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Never heard of him. But he, again, today's... Andrew, defense- Andrew Brown knows. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably would be more to the point. Um, but again, today he has actually defended the price point in the UK. But well, you know, funnily enough, it has nothing to do with the wheat pound this time. Aww. Believe? You believe? Surprise. I know. Nothing to do with that. He said, well, "What is it about then?" Well, this is what he said. He said, "At the end of the day, there is a spectrum of what people can afford and what people are prepared to spend." These UK, things, what they can afford, right? It's, these things are key. Do you know? I'll tell. I'll tell you something, mate, because it, it reminded me of something. I have to say. And then he's put. This is an industry where things cost a lot to develop, and it's a risky business. We no, talk about. We're so poor. We I know. We we talk about building franchises. It is a very expensive to do. This from every respect. What we are finding is that for the right products, if you look at the time someone will spend playing something and compare it to something else, people are saying it's worth it. People are saying it's worth <laughs> people it. People around our office are saying it's worth it. Come on, what's wrong with you people? But do you not think, right, I was reading this and I thought, God, do you know what that sounds like? That sounded like when the PlayStation 3 launched, and I can't remember his name now, and he got up and he said... Because this console is going to be so fantastic, people will be prepared to spend the extra money to get one. See, uh, that's an attempt to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. These people are probably scared. They know they did something stupid. I can't believe they haven't backed down on the UK thing because it would make sense if it were ju- if it were global, but it doesn't make sense if it's just one country. So it's just, but it's it's an attempt for them to say like, oh man, we're screwing this up. This is going to hurt us. Let's get out there and by the force of our will make people believe that it's okay that we're charging this. And it's not going to work. I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. I mean, the odd person like me who goes, you know, you can go and screw yourselves because well, I'm yeah, paying right. it. Is, is, in the scheme of things, it ain't going to have a jot of difference. Yeah, that's true. Nope. I mean, an analysis has already said that this game is going to sell 4 million in the first week of release worldwide. Right. You know, and... 
they reckon it's going to sell over a million on the on the day of launch, you know, with pre-orders and everything already. So, do you know what? They're not going to really be that, but it just irks me that they're prepared to say shit like this, you know, and, do you know, just really annoys me. And that Bobby Kotick is as bad. You know, he, he recently said that unless someone's going to, unless it's a franchise, he's not interested. You know, unless what? what are you talking about? Well, basically, he, he more or less came out and said that unless a game can be made into a franchise, that's going to rake in millions year after year. Oh, because you just keep coming, coming up with ways to get people's money from them. Yeah, he's not. That's why they dropped um, Brutal Legends. You know? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's why they dropped it because they, it's not. It's not annual. They can't do it every year. Yeah. And he said, and he said he also was boasting about how much money he's raked off everybody for the uh, Guitar Hero games. Yep. You know, and how each one is, even though the game only costs whatever forty pounds or sixty dollars, it's actually worth about two hundred dollars per game. And they're not you... doing anything different in it. Yeah. I mean, I was mad when they came out with Rock Band Two, and I'm, I mean, I'm glad I was wrong because there are some things they did different in it. But you know, Rock Band's recognized. We don't need to put out a new freaking game every year. Yeah, but you know what? I I went... have though. No, well, they have. If you count bad. Beatles, but not as bad, Beatles. right? Because I was in I was in Morrison's the other day, and I counted four. Guitar Hero titles in the top 30 games. Yeah. And it was Guitar Hero 5, Guitar Hero Legends, Guitar Hero Metallica or something, and Guitar Hero Best of or something. Sugar Babes. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, it's just Guitar Hero this, Guitar Hero that. You know? But yes, it irks me, and that's that is reinforced why I'm I'm going to stick to my resolve and not buy Modern Warfare 2, I have to say. He ain't getting my money. Anyway, moving on. Let's move on after that because, you know, I'm... Boo, Activision. Yeah, boo. Not yeah, back. boo. Yeah. Hurry up and release the game so I can play it. Yeah, hurry up already. Then I don't have to play it, but hear about right. everybody else who is playing it. Oh, Dude, you know what the podcast is going to be like the week after it comes out. Oh, my God, it's so awesome. I love it so much. So what else have you guys... I can't do your accents, too. But what else have you guys been playing? Oh, my God, Modern Warfare 2. I love it. Oh, Chitty, have you seen the thing on that one map where you jump down and you stab the guy in the face? That's so cool. Well, I've been playing Uncharted 2. Nobody cares. Listen, there's this thing on... Oh, man, <laughs> well, do you know what? You, you, you say nobody cares, but do you know what? Uncharted 2, at the moment, and it's on based on 31 reviews, is the highest rated uh, console exclusive ever. Well, I, I wasn't actually saying I don't care. The fictional me in that I know. little story I, I was know. telling. But, yeah. but that, that's part of the reason I'm not going to be that bothered, in all honesty. Because... Yes, it does look like a good game. I played the demo for Uncharted 2. Yeah, so what did you think then? Well, the first thing I thought was, man, they're using this really generic font. It's called Base 02 for that when it has that split splash screen at the start. It's like Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. That, I'm sorry, I see that font a lot, so every time you, I see it, I'm like... Yeah. You know, why are we talking about font on a game? Because you no, always I talk think, about minor aesthetic elements. I, and... I don't think we talk about font enough. <laughs> every week, we get all those emails. You just won't admit that we get them. You never read them on the show. But every week, we get like five emails like, why aren't you addressing the important issue of typography on these games, it, There's an exclamation point at the end by any chance. All three, yeah. three of them at the same yeah, time. It's a big wall of text, you know, it's hard to read. Yeah. Read out a big wall of text on a podcast. Right, just I'm get a big to fan. I'm right. a big fan of Castelefont. What about oh. you, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just get um, to the but game. No, the game was fun. I thought it was. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of. Uh, what did it remind me of? Kind of Battlefield. Uncharted battle One. Because <laughs> battle, you know, you can roll and uh, it's third person over the shoulder, which is fun. It's a nice change, and uh, yeah, 
it was good. I was playing with a lot of people who weren't using mics and seemed like idiots. So it was hard to sort of communicate much. You know, they're going that way. Mm-hmm, I'm coming this way. <laughs> Very good. But how do you, how yeah, do you like the two, the two different versions, you know, where you lug the big gold thing around and I, I captured it a couple times. I felt like a badass. Yeah. Well, I, I, I must admit, I played quite a lot this week again. I was, I've sort of put quite a bit of time, but I've got my first few niggles, I have to say, with it. I've got a couple Niggly-os. of... Niggles. I have, I have. I've got a few negative things that I've oh, sort yeah, That of... didn't take long. It's not even out yet. Now you suddenly, oh, here's all these It's things. old now, Duke. It's, yeah. it's old now. It's not shiny anymore. No. <laughs> I got all my complaints ready to <laughs> yeah. go. No, not loads oh, of them, but was, we were playing, and, and Chini was playing this with us, was the um, the co-op Gold Rush, which is... There's two types of co-op game. There's one which is objective-based, and one which is like the go- the Gold Rush in the game, but there's just three of you playing it, and the enemies increasingly get more and more and harder and harder as you play along. Yeah. But I sort of carry the idle quite a bit. You know, I I do the idle lugging and let everybody defend me while I'm running across the map with it to get it back to its chest or whatever. You know, I'm quite happy to do that because I'm not the most accurate of shooters. And obviously other people are better than me at shooting, so it makes sense. But as the person lugging the idle and actually getting it in the case, I don't get rewarded with any points or money or anything for doing that. So wait, you did all that work and you didn't get like any yeah, reward or anything? Nothing. Nothing. I got, I got loads, man. Cause I was shooting people. Yeah, if you kill loads of people, you get loads. But if you're looking in the idle, See, that's yeah, pissed. that's weak. That was one of the beautiful things the thing about is, Battlefield too. The thing is, Duke, when I was carrying the treasure, I was killing people as well because I'm multi time. Uh-huh. But you yeah, put it down yeah. and then kill people and then pick no, it up. No, I just I'll, you can still shoot when you got it. Yeah, really? but only with your pistol. Only with your pistol. And he's doing I'm badass with a pistol. Just whatever. You say that like it can't kill a man with a pistol. Well, you can't kill a man with a uh, pistol. It's only a pistol. Let me and shoot you with a pistol, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> only a Glock 45 semi-automatic hollow point bullet. It soon runs hell, man. out, though, doesn't it? That way. It soon runs out as On well. On the side of your guns, it says replica. <laughs> On the side of mine. <laughs> I've got an eagle point five. But I just felt, you know, I just felt, if you're the one who puts the idol in the box, you should get some sort of reward, you yeah. know? I agree with that. Yeah, me too. You know. It just seemed weird. But then on the other hand, I suppose, if you, it depends how you look at it. If people, if if you did get, say, a load of points for doing it, you'd have, you know, if someone turned off the friendly fire, you know, you could possibly have people team killing just to get the idol in the box as you're about to deposit it. You well, know, that, that shouldn't be that over the top. I mean, you got to find a balance. Yeah, there should have been something, though. I did feel hard done to. Yeah. Well, sorry, everybody, I have to interrupt here real quick. My wife has just brought home a radish that looks like a knob, and she insists that I describe it on the show. You happy now? Can yeah, we get back to our video it's games? Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, the wife's on the show, then. We heard her. There you go. <laughs> does, your, does your wife often get excited? Did she, when no, she, can, Duke, can you ask her this? Did, did she, she buy often it, get excited by picking Duke. out vegetables? Yeah. Duke, Duke, can Go you ask her this? Did she buy it just because it looked like a penis? She didn't buy it. She works on a farm. She pulled it out of the ground, gave it a tug, and there it was. <laughs> God. Does she, does she not often see something penis-shaped that size? Is, is that the well, thing? it's pretty remarkable. I mean, you don't often see radishes. I mean, how many, how many like inches that? are we talking here, this radish? Is it, is it long? <laughs> We're really off the... <laughs> topic, uh, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yes, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Yeah, first niggles. That was a bit niggly. There were a few connection, uh, connection errors the other day when I was playing as well. We were starting. Those are starting. But there were about 18,000 people online. So obviously, I'm guessing the more people that are on, the, the, the cracks are starting to show slightly. 
But I'm hoping when the full game releases, they'll have plenty of server support, so hopefully that won't be an issue. Yes, and I he hope they'll say, give it to me free. He now, say, let's talk about uh, livelihoods. Oh my god! No, it's it's going to be fine. I'm I'm yeah, it's it's going to be fine. <laughs> Up to now, it's been fine, so it's it's yes. going to be fine. And it could be my dodgy internet, as you know, that was causing that. So I'm yes. going to blame it on my. I know about that. That's true. I definitely agree. That's a possibility. Yeah, it's my dodgy internet. Um, but yes, just to, just to reiterate, yeah, it's the highest highest ever on Metacritic at the moment for a Metacritic. It's it's sitting on the 97 at the moment, which is uh, yeah high. It's, How many reviews is that off of? Uh, 31, so it's oh, not... Yeah, yeah it's quite a few, you know. But just to put it in perspective, Bioshock got 96, uh, Gears of War 2 got 93, Gears of War got 94, uh, Resistance 2 got 87, uh, Mass Effect 91, Infamous Grand 8... Thought, Grand Theft Auto got 98. Yeah, but that wasn't an exclusive, was it? Got, got 98. Yeah, but though. so... Yeah, but this is X. I said highest rate. I do recall someone very wise and learned saying a game should be evaluated on for what but, it is, right. not for which platform you know, it's on. Do you know what though? When I saw the Grand, yeah, here's all the sort of uh, addendums I, to that statement that I should have added when I made it. No, no, no. What I was going to say is when I, I was just going to say when I saw the 98 for Grand Theft Auto 4, I was quite taken aback that it scored that highly actually because there were lots of issues with that game and i know its scale was massive and all the stuff it did but there was a lot of stuff that didn't you know there was a lot of repetitive missions there should have been some mid-mission save points in the bigger ones you know i don't think that game was worth a 98 in all honesty and i think if people went back and reviewed it now they probably wouldn't score as high i don't did you read it mass effect yeah mass effect was 91 91 91 mass effect you know what it is on the pc no, I don't actually. Eighty nine. Really? Oh, Even but... though they actually improved the the micro management on the PC, got eighty nine. There you go. See, it just depends who's reviewing it, though, doesn't it? I suppose as well, because different reviewers would review a PC game than they would a console game. Plus, the the it's an older game, boy. Then, like, yeah. And the orange the orange box and Half Life Two got ninety six, ninety six, which is I know it's not exclusive, but that was sort of the benchmark. What about Left for Dead, did you read that one? Uh, Left for Dead, no, I didn't actually. Eighty nine. 89, so there you go. So there you go. So ultimately, anyway, I think it's going to be good. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes. Um, talking about Mass Effect, I have actually got some Mass Effect 2 info, if oh, you're interested. Yeah. Uh, because we haven't, you know, we haven't really talked to it. And to be fair, there hasn't been that much stuff out about it, has it? You know, it's not been... It contains aliens. It contains aliens. I mean, uh, I have got loads of stuff, but I have got some little pointers. That, you uh, can't die. You can die, but only in one mission, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you can die. I do in every mission. I would imagine it's going to be the finale to the game, the sort of you die bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, It'd be funny if it was the tutorial. Well, that I don't think. Stories of the tutorial in a game. (laughs) Yeah, Commander Shepard is dead. Move on. (laughs) Player. End end of game. but yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I've got some some points anyway. The the major game elements that'll be are prepare for a suicide mission to save humanity, which we sort of already know because you can die. Uh, choose between nineteen different weapon classes. How the hell's that gonna work? Weapon classes. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a lot. I mean, it's bad enough, right, when you've got to choose between four classes in a role-playing game and you can't really decide which is the best one to go yeah. with. You know what I mean? When you've got 19, how the hell are you going to even begin to... Some of those, like, Jedi powers, you know, whatever it was before. 
Well, there's last... ones where you got that 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 stuff where you, you can it's like the force in it. You can move yeah. around. That was rubbish. So it was broken. Didn't work, did he? I think they've improved all that crap now. But that was like a character class. This is, I mean, is that the same? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, 19, though, it just seems a, a lot of classes to choose from. Yeah. Sometimes less is more in, in, you know, sometimes. Anyway. I don't uh, like that saying. I'll say less is better. Yeah. Less is, yeah, okay. Uh, devastating. Less is never more. Yeah. Devast- <laughs> devastating. <laughs> two in one shampoo. Oh, That's ridiculous because two is bigger <laughs> than one. It'd be all overflowing and sticky and shit. <laughs> you have been talking to Duke too much. You're becoming like him now. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm getting very pedantic, aren't I? I know. I know. Yeah. You are Ooh, and using fancy words like pedantic. Ooh. I know, mini me. Um, <laughs> yeah, devastating heavy I weapons. That can end the can end the battle in seconds. So. Oh, thank God! What is that? Like nuclear weapons? I don't know, but it sounds cool. <laughs> Take this alien bastards. Yeah, it'd be like the the scene out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, won't it, with a guy flinging his scimitar around and then you know oh, just shoots yes. him once. Yeah, that'd be cool. We like that. Um, recruit a team of the galaxy's most dangerous operatives. <sighs> no, you don't like that too. No, it sounds like something that's on the back of a box when they're trying to sell you the yeah. game in the shop. Like, well, maybe it doesn't tell us anything. I know, that's why we've got to guess what it means. <laughs> so, what do you got Some guy in a marketing office is like, here's the way you word it, or a credit team with a galaxy most dangerous operative. <laughs> but in the first game, you, that's sort of how it were when you went to a planet and then you met up with some guy and then he joined your team, didn't he? And then you went back to the ship and then you could that's choose fine. between an array of characters to take to the planet's surface with you. And I was all upset because I, I let, uh, what was he called? The, the big grunty guy. What was he called? Rex. Uh, Schmuck face Rex. I, I let Rex die and I couldn't save him. I was proper upset about it. I was, if you couldn't to save get him, out. that's not really letting him. No, I, no, I tried to stop it from happening, but I couldn't and, and right. he was killed and it's I was really upset. Yeah, I was proper it's upset. You can, don't blame yourself, it was my man. Fault I couldn't There's talk nothing you could do. Uh, well, I could have done that. I later found out if I had my speech high enough. Oh, I, well, then you should live with guilt and not be able to sleep. Yeah, What's wrong with you? Because I didn't, I was up in my, you know, accuracy and shit like that. You were looking uh, for yourself and you didn't care about your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I did feel quite bad. Selfish. I know. Sorry. Um, explore the galaxy, scan planets to uncover unique secret missing as well. I hope there's more than in the first game where there was about five planets you could scan. Oh, and absolutely. The and the moon. Actually, no, to tell a lie, you could scan lots of planets, but they just gave you information like this has minerals or whatever. You know, and I, I was very, you know, I, I, on the first game, that was probably one of the most disappointing aspects for me was the fact that I had in my head when I saw it, you know, before it came out, that you were going to be able to, you know, pick any planet in this massive universe and travel to it and you'd be able to explore it and do stuff. And. Mm. It wasn't really like that at all. I mean, did you play this, Duke? Have you played Mass Effect? No, I played it a little tiny bit, and it was so much action and not enough role-playing for me. I was like, meh. But you know what? I think, and I don't know whether you feel the same, Chini. When I played that, the, when I played through it, I loved the game, and, I, and it's one of those games I played all the way to the end and, and really never had an issue with that. But it was very sort of linear, I felt. You know, yeah. it wasn't really a, an exploring role-playing game. It was very linear in the story. Right. And I, I would probably appreciate it more if I, now that I know what it really is. If I were to go back to it, I might actually be able to get into it. But I had a different idea in mind. And it was in one of my desperate, I've got to find a good role-playing game to play right now modes. And it wasn't what I was hoping for. 
No, I, I mean, I loved it, but I, I agree. I sort of agree. And and I still, you know, it was interesting because I read, you, you know, your post about getting game fatigue. Yeah. You know, and that was one of the few games that I actually didn't get that. You know, I, mm. I sort of solidly played it all the way to the end, which took about 30 hours, you know, to get yeah. to the end of the story mode. But but in addition, I think because the story was so compelling and the story was so strong that I had no desire to do the side missions after I'd done a mm. few of them because they were quite boring and not that great, in all honesty. And not connected to the story. Is that true for you too, Chinny? Was it the story that drove you forward or were there other things that kept the game interesting? Um... It was a good game. No, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good story, but like I, I agree that the side, the side quests were a bit like no, I wouldn't say boring because I enjoyed some of them, but they, they just wasn't connected to the story, and, and that 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 puts off people because it's it, it's a weird pace. It's like a pacing mm. issue. Um, yeah. I, I get that, but I didn't. I, I explored everything. I'm quite um, obsessive when when it comes to things like that. Like. <laughs> Uh, I have to do everything. I have to explore everything, every little box, every little building. Yeah. In Fallout 3, I'm the same. You know, every everything I have yeah. to look at. So, hey, that reminds me. I don't know if I should say it now or later, but I'll say it now. I'm reading this Cormac McCarthy book, The Road. He's the guy who wrote No Country for Old Men, which they made into that awesome movie. So they, there's a new movie coming out called The Road, which is based on another book of his, and it's about basically this father and son walking along this road in this post-apocalyptic setting. And I can't stop imagining everything as being Fallout 3. There's a freaking tractor. There's a lorry stuck in the middle of the road. Like, I'm imagining that bridge, you know, where there's the truck up there on yeah. the overpass. Like, every uh-huh. single thing they describe, I'm imagining some, you know, they're in a store looking for food. Like, okay, it's a supermarket in Fallout 3. It's really eerie how that game has completely taken over my imagination when it comes to post-apocalyptic settings. Do you, do you not think that's true to save the stand as well when you read that? Because the stand by Stephen King's a lot like that, I thought. Yeah, but I saw the movie long before I ever tried to read the book. I still oh. read the book but, but I mean, yeah. So I mean, when when that happens, there's no way to read a book without thinking of the movie. So yeah, that's a wrong way to do it. You should have read know, it first because the stand's a classic, great yeah, story. Um, anyway, moving on, moving on. Yes. Um, apparently, you can train and equip your team to survive insurmountable odds. It really does sound like the back of a case, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, you know, training and equipping is fun. Okay, there's a lot of options, I'm sure, for both of those, so they should just say that, but whatever. Well, I'm glad it saves that here, because in the first game, it didn't really tell you that, and I spent ages sort of getting killed and then realized I had to give experience points to my teammates. Yeah. And then once I realized that... they'll make that more intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a lot of people say that. And then once I realized that I could do that, and that's what I had to do, yeah. it, it got a lot easier somehow, because right. <laughs> it could actually look Imagine after that. itself. I know. Right. I know. And control your conversation with physical moments of intense action. Now, I have heard about this. You can, in the midst of a conversation, you can actually move around as well, which in the first one you sort of couldn't really. So is it going to be like Little Big Planet where you're like waving your arms around while the guy's telling you, we need you to go and negotiate with this king on Remulon 6. And it's like, hey, king, how you doing? Like waving your hands around. No, I I heard that it's actually you can connect it to the conversation. So I I remember hearing one of the developers talking about this, and he said there was a bit where they had to get some information off a guy, and you could actually, if you didn't agree with what he was saying, in the midst of the conversation, you could pick him up and throw him through the window or something like that, you know. So you could do pretty, you know, impressive stuff whilst in the midst of a conversation if you didn't like the way it was going. Sorry, English teacher nerd moment. The, there's actually a word for putting someone through a window. It's called defenestration. And I, I learned that word. I was like, yes, there's a word for that. That's so cool. Anyway, 
Uh, yes, no, that does sound cool to be able to uh, throw Defenestrate people around. Defenestrate somebody. Defenestrate. I am the defenestrator. <laughs> exactly. I just do that in every conversation. Like, here's your newest recruit. He'll be working with you. Hey, come here! <laughs> ah! New I advice for new recruits. I'm in love with you, Susan. Ah! <laughs> new advice for new recruits. Don't stand by large windows, please. Shepard <laughs> right. gets a bit mad. I'm new here. Where should I go? Uh, just stand near this window and call for Sergeant Duke over there. Okay. Like. Um, and there's some new characters as well, which obviously there should be in a new game, I would Shock, think. Yeah. I know, it's a bit of a shock of that, isn't it? Uh, there's one blue alien lesbians again? Uh, no, apparently there is going to be intimate moments, but they're going to do them the right way this time, whatever that Hardcore means. sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that but, guy but, is getting his wish. There's going to be porn on the PS. Does the does the right way mean they're going to charge you a pay for the per view? <laughs> it means missionary <laughs> position. That's the right Look, way. Babe station. You pay. No, apparently, ready. apparently they're going to be more passionate scenes done in the right way. Oh, can you show me all three of your boobs, please. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be passionate. Oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> do the fucking window. <laughs> think, I, I think he's gonna like do the like cop off with an alien and go back to his you know teammates and go, hey, I got to second base. Yeah. Actually, they don't call it second base in the alien world. They call it Shaglimrevnib. Yeah, he yeah. did that as well. That's I think that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna what be like some. What got <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like Porky's. That's what he's gonna be like. Um, <laughs> Porky's <laughs> slash District Nine, similar. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's going. I had sex like. with an alien. <laughs> I I my not, pants. Do not read the news. I really did not have sex with that alien. I don't know about uh, Duke getting Fallout Three in his head, but you've definitely got uh, District Nine in your head, Ginny. I've heard you do that accent so many times now. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to stop that seriously. <laughs> I'm gonna do it all through the podcast. <laughs> oh God! Um, but okay, yes. so who are these new characters? Yeah, so the new characters we've got uh, uh, Subject Zero, which <laughs> makes interesting name sound like a clone or something, you know. Or she's genetically engineered, doesn't it? It does sound like. Yeah. Um, she said she shaved her hair off so that she can join the cult, whatever that means. <laughs> Hmm. The number of tattoos on her body indicates the number of executions carried out by her. I like that. So she's covered in tattoos, and each one represents someone. I Paul Pot. I bet Paul Paul Pot didn't. Oh, I've killed that joke. Yeah, you just. Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to get I'm gonna say. I bet Paul Pot was glad he didn't have to do that because he would have to pay a fortune. For He'd just be Pot. covered in black ink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to That's see. Very it. offensive to us here in South Africa. That's I don't know. Terrible. He represents a frost. Um, but apparently she is deadly and could be a big asset for the team. So that sounds quite cool. Yeah. And then we've got Grunt. They've come up with some cool names. Uh, Grunt. Uh, a Krogan and a powerful one. This alien can charge and take out hordes like of enemies Rex, together. But apparently he's more he's got more of a short fuse. He's got more of a short fuse. That's weird. He's got more of a short fuse. Oh, he's got less which is more of a short fuse. Yeah. yeah. Less is more. Less is more. Um, less is grunt. But like I say, I like Ray, so I should imagine he'll be a good character Ugh. in the game. They were quite good character. And then we've got uh, Thane, who's a feared assassin. That's uh-huh. the guy who uh, went on to be king and he killed his best friend. Thane of Cawdor. There you go. So that's about it, really. But at least we've finally got a bit of info. And it looks, it looks stunning, doesn't it? You know, graphic. it? Graphics. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does look very nice. So and apparently uh, they've sorted the frame rate out as well. Yep, sorted the frame rate and the shooting's a lot more accurate. And the lifts so. as well. Yeah, and the lifts they've sorted those out as well. And the game. And also the yeah. alien lesbian sex. And, and the, the yeah, alien empty planets. Sex. Yeah, and the radishes shaped like penises. Yeah, and radishes shaped like yeah. Why are you talking about that again? Because <laughs> it's funny. Um, right, well, I think it's, uh, yeah, on that note, I think it's, uh, yeah. Oh, can I tell a joke? Did you know oh, about a woman with God. three fannies? <laughs> no. She gets fucked left, right, and so Oh, that's just... Ah, <laughs> that's awful. Hey, about that mushroom that went into a bar and wanted a beer, and the guy's like, get out of here, and he goes, come on, I'm a fun guy. Oh, no, that's even worse. Right, on that note, I think we need to do uh, Quanrian's review for this week, or Quanrian's Yeah, pick. we're ready to go. Everybody ready? And then we'll have a chatter about that afterwards. Let's okay, go. Okay, here it comes. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quanrian on Xbox Live. My indie picks for this week are going to be two separate indie picks, Easy Muse Plus Hamster Edition, which is a music looping program, and also Hexothermic, which can be best described as a musical puzzle experience. Easy Muse is actually a very good example of what kind of applications can be done with XNA so we're not just getting games on the uh, indie games we're actually getting uh, genuine applications and, and ones that are actually fairly well done as well and what you do in Easy Muse is usually take these slices or loops if you prefer um, and assemble them together into a song and that pretty much summarizes how you use the program but it gets a lot more complicated than that because you have well over 600 loops or at least a little bit over 600 loops to to use to assemble your song so there's a there's enough diversity there in the loops where your song is not likely to sound like somebody else's song and there's community built around the easy muse plus hamster edition that was not even there for the original version which was uh, quite simply called easy muse breaking house edition this version is actually a drastic improvement because uh, it has the addition of another developer assisting the original developer who is uh, very much into the indie scene of music and he helped create all the loops and that is why it is called Hamster Edition because the, the guy that did all the loops for Easy Muse Plus is called the Hamster Alliance. The only thing that's really truly complicated with the application is to use automation which lets you have direct control over the volume of the different parts of the song that you are creating. And on top of being able to create your own song, you can share your songs with other people that have bought Easy Muse Plus. And it, it makes it a very cool way to not only trade music between people, but also collaborate. Because you can actually start up a song, send it off to someone, have them add to it, and then have them send it back to you and create a song in that manner, which I found to be quite cool. The second game I'm going to talk about is Hexothermic, and if you're not into applications and you're not into music editing, this may still be up your alley if you're into music, because it can be described quite, quite easily as a musical puzzle experience, because as you are solving the puzzle, there is a dynamic soundscape that is being created by the uh, objects that are being destroyed. The puzzle game itself is deceptively clever in that when you do the first few levels it almost seems like the game is solving itself and as you get further if you don't read the help of course you start to realize that as each atom is struck 
it changes colors. And when it reaches a certain color, it will explode when struck, which would be the gold color. So if this is not immediately apparent to someone playing the game. So it is it is important to know, obviously, because it, it does, does make a difference when you're playing the game, because you can really go in there, play the first few levels, and be like, well, this is pretty much solving itself, and okay, so what do I do? And, and what you, you do is, you know, becomes more relevant as you get further in, and it becomes more difficult, and it doesn't really hand you the solutions. You kind of have to figure out where to add atoms to, to make the puzzle solve itself in as few turns as possible, because you have a limited amount of these atoms that you can inject to change the colors. It's got a bunch of different modes in it, and, you know, it's been quoted by very by quite a few websites as, as being a really good steal for the amount of points, which it's at 200 points, I believe. It may be at 240 now because of the price change. So, you know, it, it, it's definitely a good a good deal for, for what you're getting. Um, and it, it's definitely worth checking out, even if you don't buy it. it. It's a really interesting experience. So if you're into music, like I am, and, and you know maybe some other people are. I know there's at least a couple on the O35s who are into music. Then uh, these are worth checking out and see what you think about them. Okie doke. So who wants to start us off then? You're the music aficionado on here, aren't you? Oh God, help us all. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, Easy Muse. I thought it was an interesting. Uh, idea, but I felt like, I mean, part, I, I suppose the thing for me is that I've used, I mean, you know, it's been more than like 10 years now that I've been using these sound editors to put music together by chopping out, like I would put in, you know, something from Front 242, and then I'd like slice the beat up and take the snare and move it around and whatever. So like, I've been doing that sort of music editing on a very small scale for a long time. And then when GarageBand came out for the Mac, I was like, oh, God, God bless us, because it was such a great way of doing it. And this game, Easy Muse, feels like it's sort of a very simple version of what GarageBand offers. So while I do agree that the uh, collaboration thing is really neat. I had a lot of trouble with the controls on this, and I just felt like it was kind of clunky. And uh, I suppose it's a good concept, but I personally like being able to do all my stuff original without having to use other people's loops. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I think just to play around a little bit, it could be cool. And uh, but if you if you were someone like, I mean, obviously you like creating your own stuff and and probably yeah. doing your own samples and everything right, of, right. of other stuff. But if you weren't that advanced, you know, if you were only yeah. sort of, you know. I, I like I liked it for the simplicity of it in so much as it did take a little bit of get, getting your head around. But once you go through, there's a lot of tutorials in there, so there's plenty of instruction on how to use it. I guess I didn't see those because I spent like five minutes trying to figure out how to copy and paste a loop, and I never got it. So I was just like, "Ugh, this feels really hard to control." Yeah, do you know what? It's just it's just again one of those bad demos. If it had some pointers and some instructions from the get go, mm, and yeah. you didn't have to go into some sub menus to find the help page, you know, to work out what you were supposed to be doing. Right. But once you work it out, it isn't that hard to use. And I, I think for somebody who you know who who would like to think they created something but didn't have to do all the hard work. Yeah, sure. And, 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 you know, I think the variety of samples does allow a, a lot of creativity, so that's good on them for that, you know. 
I love the music was good. The, the the loop sounded great. I like I was very impressed with the way the music sounded. It's just that I felt like I had a lot of difficulty moving it around. And I think the other thing that was quite cool about it, whichever loops you put in or whichever drum beat or whatever it was, it always seemed to fit. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you did, you know, it was it was obviously they were all compatible with each other, which mm-hmm. is quite a cool achievement. I liked it. I liked it, but I, I just don't think I could put the 800 points down although i do believe it's one of the best selling you know one of the best highest grossing games on the on the indie games right. you know it's something that's old not particularly a game is it but you know right, right. um i think the only thing that would have been nice for it is there's some way to transfer it to your pc so you could actually yeah. edit it or use it later other than i mean you can do it i mean obviously most sound systems have a an earphone socket on there and oh, you just yeah, but- you know, you, just you shouldn't have to do that. I mean, there ought to be some way of exporting an MP3 or something. But I maybe mean, they're limited because it's an indie game. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, you can share it amongst other users, so that can be yeah. shared amongst other users. Yeah. Um, you played, didn't you, Chin? You you played the original, the Easy Muse Hardcore or whatever it was, Hard yep. Edition. So yep. what did you? I mean, obviously this is a, the more updated. You haven't had a chance to play it, have you? So you. Can... Oh, I have. You have? have. Yes. Oh, you have played it. Yes. Oh, I thought you said you hadn't had a chance, right? Go on. Yeah, I've, been, you... I, I, I've been playing it. Look, I play it very quickly after I played um, the other game. Oh, okay. Other... So what did yeah. you think? What did you think? Uh, I, I prefer the other one better. Um, the other Emuse one. Uh, I, I thought that was a little bit more just just easier to grasp, you know, easier to dive in there, just mess around, do what you want. This seems a lot more, as you guys are saying, just uh, he's just threw in everything in this. And he's just kind of made it a lot more difficult to to kind of understand. I think you know, like I I had a very quick go on it, and I just think that it just it just looks it it doesn't look very friendly. It, it's it's very it just looks messy on the eyes, and I just didn't really like it. But I only had a cool, very quick player of it, so yeah, I didn't really kind of know what was going on straight away. And the other one I did, you know what I mean? I got in there straight mm-hmm. away. And more I an intuitive I interface. Mm-hmm. I think I think people who are into this sort of thing will love it and obviously do, you know. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, they've got to. Uh, I think it would have been nice to have a little bit of a of a sort of you know tutorial at the beginning, just as you as you loaded the game. The thing yeah. is, the people that the people that really like this type of thing already have like an alternative on their PC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the people who would like to try these kinds of things, I think. It, this one is a little bit too. There's too much of a barrier there. Yeah. You know. So yeah, he's, he's just kind of hit the middle ground, and yeah. I, I think he's he's gonna he's gonna miss. Yeah. Yeah. It could have done just be a bit more simplified, or or some sort of easier instructions just to show you the you know to go through sort of how to create some sort of loop to begin with, just to to show you how to do it. I think that yeah. would have helped a hell of a lot. Yeah. yeah I liked I it though. I think I can see you know there's a lot of scope there, a lot of scale, and I think they've really tried hard to make something that's you know pol- you know really good. I, I almost said polish there. I've been trying not to say that about any games. <laughs> polish. Yeah. But I think they've tried to make something that's really deep. And sort of more to it than just a chuck away usual indie game, and, and I suppose the, the eight hundred point price point reflects that, you know. That, yeah. You know, so, did it. you know that polish is the only word in the English language that changes pronunciation when you capitalize it? Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to you after the show. <laughs> All these sort of you know, <laughs> yeah. the English teachers creeping in way too much. <laughs> I, I, I usually can keep them away. Um, I pronounce it with with a capital P. Are you serious? No. <laughs> okay, the other game, Hexothermic. 
Exit. I was really tempted to buy this, and I, I feel bad in a way that I didn't because I, I, I maybe I will. It might I might buy it by the time this comes out because the puzzle mode part of it intrigued me. The possibilities for that because I, I really like the aesthetics of it. I felt like the sound sound. I don't know if Quanrian said it says something like it's a dynamic soundscape. I don't know about that. I mean, they use some guitar chords that really go well together, and that was great. It, it really it did. It flowed, and it sounded like sort of a kind of like a Wyndham Hill sampler, you know, with with, with the sounds when you played it. Uh, but I thought it worked well together, and I was really interested in the game, and uh, I I really got a lot out of it for the demo. So I can see myself going and maybe actually playing because the, the the single uh, level thing would probably get old very quickly, but I can see the puzzles being a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I've I've got to agree. I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. I really, really liked it. And I thought it was... Maybe we'll reach unanimity on this one. I Wait know. For it. I know. And Chinny? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, don't tell me. Now, is well, that sarcastic clapping? I'm not sure. Well done, Quandrian. You found a good ah, game on indie games. <laughs> well, he looks at enough of them. I'm, you know, I'm sure. I, I, the thing is, he you throw thinks... enough shit at the walls, too. <laughs> Something's gonna stick. <laughs> now he, what you've got to, what you've got to understand is, Quamrian really loves the indie games, so he thinks I, all. I have you know, gotten that impression. Yes. Yeah, his personal taste is every game he, he asks us to play. He really likes personally. You know, but obviously he's never going to get games that we all like because that's his personal taste on games. Well, he did just get a game that we all. But like. he has, yeah, he has found one that we all like. <laughs> Ask me if I'm going to buy it. You're not going <laughs> to. Are you going to buy it? Nope. No, we know you know. You wouldn't even part with the eighty points required for Groove, so you're not going to buy it's this. It's not worth eighty points, you brass clot. <laughs> well, it's Groove two hundred. No, Groove was eighty points, so wasn't it? No, it's it's worth two hundred. Oh, sorry. You mean it's Groove is worth more than the eighty points that it was? No, asked. Groove is if you if I want to buy Groove on Xbox Live, it is it's going to cost me two hundred mugs of. Oh, was it two hundred? Sorry, I thought it was less than that. I'd buy it for eighty. I thought it was eighty when I bought it, but maybe I didn't. <laughs> Will you stop clapping? Can't <laughs> even get his facts right. I know. Well, it's ages ago. I actually purchased it, unlike you. Well, that was a long time ago. Um. So I haven't looked since. Oh, shut up. And <laughs> and the boat I made a game with zombies in. I bought a few now. I'm yeah, fishing good girl. Good for you. Fishing girl. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yes, I might buy this. You I'm bought also... fishing girl. I did buy fishing. Only wow. to see what happened at the end. That's right, because he knew what happened. I was like, what, what did you expect? Like a shark to come and eat the girl. <laughs> well, no, that's I'm why I know. It'd be like in Monty Python. Like, they just caught Herbert. <laughs> I thought there was going to be levels. about the meaning of life yet? No. I thought it was quite good for what it was. Well, it could have done with some levels or something. Something <laughs> else. Something more than just... Something more than what it was. Fishing. It was good. It was a good concept, but not enough. Uh, not enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hexathermic, if, you know, everybody out there, you should have a go of this game because I thought it was very cool in the way it worked. And, and he, it's, it's like he said, when you first start playing it, you just think it's doing itself, don't you? You know, yeah. you're sort of like, Ugh. Yeah. And, and then, obviously... <laughs> like as it gradually get harder, it suddenly dawns on you Ugh. what you've got to do, what you've got to do, and I like <laughs> that. Rude. I like that about it, and I may purchase this as well because uh, because I've I've unfortunately because I've bought a few indie games, I've now got a stupid amount of seven hundred and eighty <laughs> points left, which isn't enough for an eight hundred point game. No. So I guess I'm going to have to spend them on something else. But you've got an unusual number of points left over in your account. <laughs> yes. yes. So I'm going to have to spend them elsewhere. Okay. Um, 
anyway, let's let's move on. Um, yes. What I'd like to talk about is something I think you've actually watched it, Duke, unless I'm much mistaken. You may have done, you may not have done. Uh, but... Oh, is this about that uh, police squad episode where the guy's like trying to pressure the neighborhood people to get the extortion money? No. And he's like, look out, he's got a knife. Look out, he's got a gun. Look out, he's got a signed Picasso. Look out, he's got herpes. Yeah, no, that's definitely not it. You're on your own there, Dick. Yeah, you're on Sorry, your own go ahead. What, what were you anyway, uh, on, on UK television, on, on BBC4, which, watch I, oh, yes. which I have to say, I don't watch very often BBC4. Oh, yes, I watch this. Uh, there was a program Charlie called Brooker's Charlie Alex. Brooker's Game Swipe. Um, yeah. Fucking awesome. It was very, very funny. It was very funny. But basically, there's this uh, guy. He does Mock the Week in the UK. He, does, he presents a show called Mock the Week. He doesn't present it, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, oh, he does. does he present? Oh, yeah, right. he's no, that's not... no, no, no. Is that not him? No. Not Mock the Week. He does another show. Are you sure? Yes. I thought it was Mock the Week. Mock the Week is uh, Dora, uh, Bro- Dora O'Brien, isn't it? Yeah, but he's one of the the panelists. No, no. Charlie Brooker definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm. Must be. He going does another show. He I think I hear some people show. switching off. I know. Anyway, moving on. We'll talk about that, and I'll check the. Uh, I'll check what else he does. I know he does something else. Uh, but anyway, basically, he did a, a show called Game Swipe, and basically did the history of games from the beginning to the end in a very amusing way. Stuart. Stuart. Yes. It's called You Have Been Watching. Ah, it's very similar, though, isn't it? Yes. It's very similar to Mock the Week. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Uh-huh. And as it happened, the guy who does Mock the Week was on it, wasn't he? He was on it. Yes, as well, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. he, was, he was a big gamer. He was at the gaming award, the Battle Gaming Awards. Um, but I, what I'd like to pick up on is his point. Actually, you know, I thought we'd have a, a bit of a chatter about that. Uh, and basically, what he said was, and I actually, you know, I sat there thinking, do you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, he, he made out he was a bit crap at games, though, which was quite amusing. He said there were some games he'd never got past the, the second level, or he got stuck on Gears of War <laughs> with the Berserker uh, crashing through the doors, which I thought was quite funny. You know, <laughs> and when he got to the I third, I hated the Berserker, but I yeah. didn't find it particularly difficult. No, he said he said when he got to the third set of doors, he'd, he'd had enough, <laughs> basically. It was annoying. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Can I say in, in his accent? You can, yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Basically, in no other media would you read a book and you say, no, are you understanding the book? Because you can't progress. In no other media, you watch a film and they stop you watching the film because you don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's about basically. But the point well, I should have turned off Donnie Darko because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, the point he was making was this. If you, if you pay $60 or £40 or whatever it is for a game... Why, when you first buy it, can you not access all the content that is in that game? Was yeah, that's a fair point. point. I've actually thought of that before, too. He you also know, talked about GTA as well. He, went, he says, I, I've never gotten to the second island. He says, I'm sure that Nico has a great time and he fulfills all his goals, but I'm never going to get there. <laughs> not with that attitude, you won't. No, it was funny. It was funny. But I sort of agree with him, you know, because... You know, like you said, how many games have you not finished because you got bored halfway through? Or how many games have you not finished because you just couldn't do it because it was so difficult? Um, but then, the, I mean, the more interesting one, and, and this really, for me, was sort of brought home with everybody's Golf World Tour on, on the PS3, which comes with, um, I think it's six. Is it six courses? Oh, yeah. Wasn't FNA talking about this on the Overseas Connection? Six courses, but only two were open to begin with. Yeah, that's weak. Open. But it's not only that, you have to play for hours to unlock the yeah, other ones. That's dumb. 
You know what I mean? And it's just, and I know uh, Tiger Woods does this as well, doesn't he? Or used to, used to do the same thing. You can only unlock the courses once you attained a certain level. And you just think that is just, and and his big complaint was obviously the Guitar Hero games, where he said, you know, he yeah, might yeah, buy it for yeah. a certain song, but yeah. unless he's played through 30 other songs he doesn't particularly like. You know, I actually had an experience like that, because I brought over Rock Band to a party, a, a bunch of teachers were getting together, and I was like, dude, Rock Band, and then none of them went for it, which was really annoying. I was like, what are you people, what's wrong with you? But, uh... I thought we were going to have, yeah, like, okay, dude, I'll just set it up on their system. We can choose whichever songs. But it started, there were like three songs available, and you had to play those to open the other ones. And I was like, give me a break. That's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, that's funny enough, that's happened uh, with my wife and my daughter, because my daughter has her own account on the PS3, and, and obviously, you know, if we were on her account and I put it in, and then I have to switch it off to go to my account, because on her account, half of the songs aren't there. Because obviously she can't really play very well, so she's never really unlocked anything. Um, but yeah, I, I do sort of agree with him. I do I do agree that it's, I, it's can annoying. I, can I say something about that show? Mm. Right, the show is awesome, right? And he, he you know, he, Charlie Brooker is uh, very funny. He writes for the Guardian, and he, his books are. I'm kind of reading one of his books at the moment, and uh, he's a he's a he's a class guy. But I found the whole show a bit. Um, down on games, if you know what I mean. It was a bit like, you know, I love games, but fucking hell, games. You know what I mean? It's like he 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 spent a lot of time how 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 dumb certain games were. So he spent a lot of time how stupid Fifty Cent was, right? And how stupid Wolfenstein was. And those two Scottish guys that came on, like they, although they were funny, they were, they was down on games. And I wish there was a bit more positive about games. I think what was interesting, just with the 50 Cent thing, because I remember at the time that release, 50 Cent made a bit of a statement about it, saying that in his first game, it was more realistic, based in gangster land, and he said when he made the second game, Blood on the Sands, he wanted it to be as over-the-top and unrealistic as it possibly could be, so that you know teenagers that played it didn't take it literally. So he, he was sort of done on purpose, really. Yeah. But I just I just thought that he, they 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 was kind of down on the whole get like they they just kind of said ah oh, you know fucking games and the, the, how stupid games are and and the, a point that um you know you talked about Dara O'Brien and how like you know the bad thing about games is they close off you know content that you've paid for you know but why why are they talking about the bad things here you know they're supposed to be they're, they're all gamers Charlie Brook is a gamer Graham Linehan's a gamer. They're, they're all gamers, but they, they're complaining about games. They're moaning about games when they should have been kind of up on games. I thought. And another point that, that Graham Linehan, who I'm a massive fan of, he ripped Father's Head and he he ripped, uh, for Harry Enfield and Chums and the IT crowd and stuff. And he said how great the story is. Like he, he thinks stories are dying in games. Like the the one thing that's not getting better is stories. Uh, and he's right to some extent because he he looked out in Call of Duty for um, the guy that you was with, the crew that you was with, you was like kind of, you know, you you was you, you recognised them, you cared about them, and so you know if anything happened to them, uh, which obviously does, you you care. Uh, but in in like the game that he used was Call of Waris, where uh, a scene where you kind of look at a woman and he says, you know, shut up, bitch, and, and he thinks, well, I don't want to play this character. It's not a very good character to play and he talked about Call of Warriors and how crap that game is for story and they should be talking about how great games are and not how shit mm. they are 
Yeah, That's you're going to be able to find negative examples of everything, but... But, like, they, they, they were celebrating games on this show, and he was talking about all different genres, and, you know, some of it wasn't aimed at people like us. We know all these genres, we're nerds. But, like, it was yeah. for people who kind of don't know about yeah, the gaming yeah. world, but like games. And it, it, they, they was kind of, yeah, 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 but this is why I don't like games. This is This is a comedian... This is why he doesn't like games. This is a comedy writer. This is why he doesn't like games. You know, and I was like, fucking hell, this is their chance to kind of celebrate games, and they're not. But they're they're still funny, and it was still a great show. And one of my favourite bits was when he told that actor guy to suck on the gun, and he was actually going to do it, and he didn't. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, I just thought that it was a missed opportunity. They they should celebrate games more rather than kind of be ashamed of them. Yeah, talk about the positive things that are out there rather yeah. than just harping on. I mean, you can make fun of the negative stuff. There's a lot to make fun yeah. of, sure. But uh, I actually did lol. Put in some I, I did lol at the part where you know when he was playing Wolfenstein, Stu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know when he was like giving the 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 uh, Nazis background <laughs> background um, <laughs> yeah. stories, and he was like, look. Uh, he shoots him in the end. He goes, "Bang! That's you, fucking missing. Uh, that's you with with an orphan and all this. Like, see <laughs> yeah. you later, dickhead." I, said, I actually laughed at that, but I just thought that we spent so much time talking about Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein, which isn't a great game. I was just gonna say that it was interesting that that was the game he focused on a lot at the yeah. beginning of the show and you talked know, about a lot. You know, when there's the so skimmed, many, the skimmed over GTA. You know, they didn't mention Fallout. They skimmed over Portal. Mention right. Portal in passive, yeah. but not Half-Life 2 at all, which was just weird. Yeah, and uh, and uh, the fact that... Um, Bioshock wasn't Graham, really... Graham Linehan was talking about how how games don't have that atmosphere. He was talking about atmosphere and, and how they lack it. And, and he talked to Gabe, Gabe Newell. Yeah. Um, and he, he... What did he read upon? I forgot what he read upon. But he it, said he wrote Left the Dead and it was like the uh, the influenza something or other, didn't he? The Spanish influenza, right? Yeah. He, 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 basically, he said to Left the Dead... The person who wrote Left the Dead, which is Gabe Newell, this comedy writer says, you know, oh, I, I really like what you're doing. How did you research it? And he said he read on the Spanish influenza and he... he none of that's in the game, but it creates this atmosphere. It, mm. it kind of, like... It's the backstory that you build the yeah, foundation it, it, on. Yeah. It influences the writer, and it makes him think in a certain context that sure. that like, kind of makes this environment. And then you play a game, and then he was talking about Call of Warrior. He skimmed over that, and then mm. dipped into how shit Call of Warriors was, like yeah. the story, like because the game was fun. But the, like the, you know, he said that these characters, I, I didn't really want to play them. Uh, I didn't agree with him wholeheartedly. I thought there was some good points about. Call of I Warriors, thought the but... story in in Call of Warriors too was probably one of the better bits about and the relationship between the two brothers and stuff like that. I thought it was quite well done. In all honesty, yeah, well, I, I just think that you know he had a point about like wanting to play the person that you're playing. You know, yeah, he's playing a horrible person, but. He uh, he had a point, but I, I just think there's there was more to it than that. But he's he's a you know he's he's uh he's awesome, so I'm not going to do him. While while we've mentioned Left 4 Dead, I just want to talk a little bit about the DLC that came out this week, uh, which was uh, obviously Crash Course. Uh, uh, yeah, I nearly bought this. Yeah, well, you yeah. I looked at my friends. I, I looked at my friends list and saw that one person was playing it, and that one person was you. Steve. I know. <laughs> and I well, thought, you know what? Nope. <laughs> Do you know um, what? I I wish I hadn't bought it. You know, don't honest. buy it, people. Yeah, don't don't waste your points. It's not even worth it. Like there are some where you know, like 
I wanted to say, you know, even when I was playing it, I was like, okay, it's not that long, it's not that big, but maybe it'll just be like a gem that's like, you know, not that long, but still great for what it is. But it's not. It feels like they just took some of the alleyways from some of the other adventures and just stuck them together, and it was like, here's a new map. And nothing felt new, nothing felt different, nothing felt exciting. It was, I mean, you know, it's Left for Dead, don't get me wrong, it's well done, but it's, it's, it's so much of the same. No, the Empire. If they'd have done like a, you know, a shopping mall, would have been nice. Yeah, sure. Or something that something completely different. But it is. It literally is just like the other parts of Left 4 Dead. Really, there's no new. You know, the map looks pretty similar to everything else you've played through. And it's it's literally just two chapters, isn't it? It's just two chapters with one safe room in the middle. Right, right. And it was like I got to the bit where he says, "Right, go and start the generator," and I'm thinking, you know. You know, is this it? You know, and yeah, and it right. really was it. Um, just so I mean, I like the howitzer on the on the bridge. I thought that was quite cool. You know, yeah, but yeah, again, that was a good moment. But again, I would have liked to have fired that off a few times just oh, sure. once. You know, yeah, fire it at a tank, man. Let the tank come through that hole in the wall and be like, it's only got one shell left in it. Do it now! Here comes the tank. Yeah, that would have been sweet. And I think the bit over the bridge that could have been a bit better, you know, with more enemies flying out from all angles and stuff while you were trying to get across the bridge. But they seem to be over in the in the you know blink of an eye. Right, right. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I was. I was pretty disappointed. I and have everybody to say. on it right now is Chivo Horing. Like that's the only reason people seem to be playing it. Is like mm-hmm. I want to get the one where you restart the generator thirty seconds after it goes off or whatever. And it's like okay. You know, that's the only reason you'd have fun. to play it. I mean, I've only played it on my own once through and that's all and i've had no real desire to go back and play it again to be honest yeah i'm with you there's nothing although i must admit the one thing i will say i think as a as a versus game it would probably be better because it is so short you know well i no i don't like that because when i do versus i only want to be the infected i don't care about being the survivors so if i'm the infected (laughs) And then I'm the survivor, and then I'm the infected, and I'm a survivor, and then that's it. I want more chances to be the infected before I have to go find another party. But I mean, how it's many... still very, very short. It is. I mean, in the other one, I'm trying to remember how many chapters, but there were at least four or five, wasn't? Well, there's five in all of them because yeah, I remember five. thinking, I was like, yeah. And there's like two in this, and for 560 points, that's a lot of points for two chapters. Yeah, I was very disappointed. Really, really disappointed. Anyway, right, what we're going to do, I think it's time to have Cranky Duke for this week. And then when we come back after that, we've got a few more topics to talk about. There's a few demos released this week apart from Crash Course, so we'll have a quick chatter about those. Yeah, we'll do that. So let's have a bit of Cranky Duke for this now, week. Now, we got to set this one up. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, different. we do. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I should so have done. last week, uh, Stu and Chinny, after the show, they said, all right, got a challenge for you, dude. And tell them what the challenge was. Go ahead. Yeah, the challenge was I basically was thinking on the way to work, you know, of something different for this. And the challenge was that you had to phone up somewhere quite normal. So I don't know who you phoned. I phoned a, a bookstore. A bookstore. And you had to get uh, four game titles into the conversation. Oh. Four game titles. And those titles were, we thought we'd have some recent ones and some older ones. So the uh, Brutal Legend was one. Uh, Eternal Sonata. Uh, Call of Duty and The Orange Box. Is is yeah. what you had to get into the conversation. Yeah. So let's and see. I did. Did you? Oh, and I worked some other stuff in too. So I hope it. Uh, yeah, hope it worked out all right. So let's see what we ended up with here. Here we go. Duke is a, Duke crank. Is a crank. It's time for Cranky Duke. Thank you for calling. For customer assistance, please dial zero. Thank you for calling. This is 
Yes, I, uh, hi, I'm looking to find some books. Unfortunately, I don't know the titles of most of them. That's alright. So I'm hoping maybe you can help me track them down. You bet. What can I try to look for? What's... Okay, so the first one is about this uh, legend from Norse mythology. It's called, like, Raga Rack or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but it's this, it's this brutal legend about the end of the world and stuff. The book talks about this music and stuff, and um, there's, like, big pile. It's sort of like an end-of-the-world scenario, you know? It's, like, big piles of skulls, and, like, people are chopping heads off and stuff. A friend of mine was telling me all about it, and I was like, yes, that sounds awesome. I don't think I have much for you to come look at. That's fine. I mean, I'll probably just drop by and take a look at that. But there's a couple other books I was hoping you could help me with. Oh, sure. Okay, so there's something a friend of mine... I'm really sorry I don't have more information about these, but, you know. uh, Yeah, so a friend of mine told me about there's some lost Beethoven work that he had been working on at some point that was... Uh, it was like some sort of, it was supposed to be this everlasting piece of music, some sort of like eternal sonata or something. And uh, yeah, I was, I was very interested in it because I'm really like keen on Beethoven. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yes. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff up there. Not a whole heck of a lot though for That's you. fine. I can come, again, I can sort of look for that. Okay. Then there's one book. I know, um, I know the author's name is Paul Rykoff. And he joined the military after 9-11 because he felt like he had to, like, you know, answer Call of Duty and, yeah, you know, step yeah. up. I think it was chasing something. He goes into a lot of detail about, like, being in the military, you know, and sometimes the insurgents in Iraq would, like, videotape, you know, attacks and things, and they'd call it the kill cam. And, and he goes into a lot of detail about, like, you know, UAVs and, and airstrikes and, you know, attack choppers and all that and ACOG scopes. You know, I wish I had an internet, because then, you know, I could look up all this stuff, and I have to bother you with it. Oh, that's why they pay me the big bucks, but I'm not helping <laughs> you much. Mm, no, I put in chasing, and I left it, I stuck it in uh, history just to confine it, and I'm still not getting Roy Carl. Nothing there. Okay, well, you know, maybe I need to find more information about it. So, there's one last set of books that I'm looking for. Kidoki. Okay, so it's right. about this... Boom. What, I'm sorry? I have one last chance to show you my stuff. Yeah, okay. So there's these, it's a set of three books that are like bundled together about this nuclear research team in Arizona. And one of them was called, I think it's called like Half-Life, and it's about radioactive isotopes and, you know, nuclear experiments and stuff like that. Let's see what I got here. And then... The other one, so the other one is about this experimental research program. They're trying to create these teleportation zones and stuff. This is really weird, kind of out there stuff. And they're trying to create like a portal to move from one area to another. And then there was the other one where there were these group of researchers who were there was all these budget cuts that were going to cut down on these programs, and this group of researchers sort of got together and they were like this unit like fighting against that. But they called this group of researchers the Team Fortress because they were sort of like a, a fortress against the budget cuts. And all three of them were bundled together as like this, this, they came in this box and it was orange. So like if there's an orange box of like these three, that would be, I mean, I know that's real vague and, uh, you know. Not ringing a bell for me and nothing's coming out of the machine for me either. Okay. Like I said, I probably just need to find some more information. So maybe I can go to a friend's house and use his internet. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I appreciate your help. Okay. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I've got to say you did it. Yeah. You did it. Can I can I just ask? Did she show you her stuff?
But I was surprised because there's a couple of things. Okay, first of all, the the thing I was talking about with Norse mythology, there is a legend called Ragnarok, which is their sort of you know Armageddon scenario. And so I thought she might be able to find something about that. But she actually, I cut it out. But she went to the shelves and she's like looking through all these Norse mythology books. And I was like, dude, there's nothing on Ragnarok on any of those. That's weird. Um. Beethoven stuff, I totally made all that up. But Paul Rykoff actually did write a really good book called Chasing Ghosts. I recommend it to everybody. It's about his time in Iraq. And he actually starts the book off. It says he's writing in his journal on the plane ride over to Iraq. And it said, George W. Bush better be freaking right. And uh, it's all about, you know, the weapons of mass destruction and stuff. And it's just a, I mean, it's an amazing book because it's really, you know, it's for a while I was really caught up in these military memoirs of people talking about their life in the military. I read Jarhead and all these other ones. And, um, yeah, Rykoff, you know, he describes like when cars are approaching you and you don't know if they're full of insurgents or like pregnant women on their way to the hospital or something. And it's like a really tense situation. You know, you know at the end of the call, you should have just gone, all right, see you later, left for dead, rock band, <laughs> Bible 2, Grandpa 4, Guitar Hero 3, the orange box, you know, well, Willie, Burnet Paradise, goodbye, that would be awesome. But no, it was, I, it was ex- I didn't work in Black Mesa or Aperture Science either, which I thought I should do, and then I forgot about it when I was in the call. Paul Redcock is uh, bald. Yes, he is. he's very bald, and he gets more bald every time I see him, it seems. Yep. He's bald. But yes, it was a good effort. I thought it was a good effort, and uh, she had one last chance to show you her stuff, but nothing came out of the machine. <laughs> God. And she said that. Oh, I've got one last chance to show you my stuff. And I was thinking, Cracky, what's she going to be showing you? She seemed like she was really into being a a book clerk. Like, she really wanted to help me. And, I mean, that's sweet. You know, more power to her. But she, uh, no, couldn't help me. Oh, well, we'll come up with some more titles for you for next week. I, I honestly think, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be funny here, but I think it was a bit of a cop out, to be honest. I think we've got to, you know, up the ante as to where your phone, because that was pretty easy with book titles. I well, mean, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I mean, what we want next week is actually worked into the conversation so they don't realize it's even there. I think that's well, what we're going to happen. This woman didn't realize they were there, but. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that is a little easy to do a bookstore, and you know, those titles, I don't think we're too tricky. So, yeah, yeah let's give you some more challenges. We'll give you some more challenges. Okay. For this week. Other people can write in too. Send an email to the show. I'll, yes. You know, give me a shot. Yeah, Stump send an email. Send an Stump email. Stump the Duke. Stump the Duke. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, there's been a, a couple of demos out this week, he says, or a demo, should I say, mainly. Yes. Um, which is the Need for Speed Shift finally came out. Yeah. Uh, and also, sorry, having said that, also Brutal Legend for the UK came out as well this week, which was quite good. And a week old. And a week old, because I finally got to play it. Um, but we'll start with Need for Speed, because obviously Duke is more of our racy person on the podcast. So what did you, what did you Again, think? Again, God help us all, man. If I'm I representing racing, man, what does that say about it? It was more than we do, so what did you think? <laughs> I, you know what? Here's the thing. If it had been any other game, I probably would have really liked it because it dry, it drove well. I felt like the cockpit view was more intuitive and it felt like I was there and I didn't have to – it didn't feel as hard to get used to the need of stopping and all that stuff. It felt like the car responded a little better than it does in Forza or whatever. But – I'm so irritated by the fact that Need for Speed has said, ah, screw street racing, we're going to do a sim, just like Forza, just like Grand Turismo, just like all these other games, and uh, what, what's the point? Why Why no, are they doing the same thing with other games? Dude, but Undercover was shit. Well, I never played Undercover, so I don't know. But I think it was Carbon's a different developer, a though. Game. Most Wanted was a great game. They could refine yeah. that glory again. I think that the thing is, right, with Need for Speed, they have two developers on it, very much like Call of Duty. 
Really? Right? So you've got your Troyarch and you've got your um, Infinity Ward. And yeah. I think the Infinity Ward one is the shift one. Okay. Right? And the way they're working it, this is... Um, I heard this quite a while ago, so I don't know if this is still true, but it looks like it's true, that last year's is the kind of urban-y, cutscene one with the story and all this jazz. And this year one is the simulation one. So I reckon next year it'll be a, you know, a, a police chasey one again. Interesting. I just think there's a lot. I mean, I really liked Most Wanted up to a point. And I, I mean, Carbon was just great. I loved Carbon. I've played it a couple times through. So. Most Wanted was good. I, I enjoyed Most Wanted. I did. I just felt like there was a certain point where the bounties just became, you know, the cops immediately got really tight on your ass and putting down the blowout strips. And I was just yeah. like, ah, this is not fun. It's too annoying. But maybe I'm just not good at escaping the cops. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm good at um, escaping the cops in real life. <laughs> exactly. Ah, yeah. And then, well, like, I mean, you steal a bunch of food from McDonald's and then you're like eating it while you run. <laughs> Come and get me, pigs. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, you know, it passes the weekends. <laughs> Did you play shifts too? I played it. You know what? You know me. I'm not. I'm not a massive sort of sim racer type uh-huh. of person. You know, I don't mind a bit of. Uh, I don't mind a bit of the old uh, Motorstorm, Motorstorm yeah, Two, you know, uh, you know, it's not, you know, not a massive thing, but yeah. do you know what? I sort of, I like the cockpit uh, view. I thought that was yeah. the best I've ever seen it. You know, it's not. I mean, the developer, by the way, just to let you know, and I don't know who the other ones would have been, but the developer for this one's slightly Mad Studios. Yes, yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. Slightly Mad yeah. Studios, and I don't know who did the other ones, so I can tell you without having a quick look. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was good. I liked it. I liked the view. I liked it. I liked it better than Forza Three for me personally. Is there? I mean, there's obviously going to be some customization, but it's probably not nearly the level of Forza. No, but then that's probably why I liked it more because I didn't. Right, I was going to say like that might be a reason for me to get it because then it won't depend so much on me fine tuning every little you know roll bar and transmission shift timing and all that. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. I, I would assume, though, I have to say, um, I would assume that this is probably going to be as difficult if you turned all the stuff off and had it on the hard setting. Yeah, would, yeah, that's true. And then you're going to spend uh, most time. The developer, by the way, for Undercover was uh, EA Black Box. Black Box, yeah. Hey. And the year before that, it was Black Box as well. So um, this uh, is the first it time. Turned out what Pro Street? First... Yeah, Pro Street was. Um... And then Undercover, okay. So those are the two weakest, aren't they? Yeah, the, uh, everyone before that, Carbon was Black Box, mm. and Most Wanted was Black Box and EA Redwood. So, so, so this is the first time that they've given Need for Speed to a different development. But, well, you've got oh. to think about it. It takes it takes around like a year for a game isn't very long. So I think yeah. two years is 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 good is a good time for, to make sure. a game. So maybe the next one, um, the one after. a Shift will yeah. be like the, the police chasey one, and right, that'll right. that'll probably sort you out. Yeah, apparently um, Criterion Games have, have done one as well, according to the developers here. For I remember seeing that logo somewhere, but I don't know why. But yeah. um, I hope they. I don't know if they have them in this, but I gotta say the cutscenes have always been kind of weak and most wanted in yes. Carbon is like you're you well, you got a lot of nerves showing your face around here, man. I mean, you talk about weak storytelling. Yeah. And and they had some nerve with the street racing. It's like, make sure to keep the racing in the game. Here's the most exciting, sexy thing you can do with the car. Now, don't do it. Like, what is that? 
Yeah, yeah, I was going to can I just yeah because obviously Criterion did Burnout Paradise and obviously oh, yeah, Black, yeah, um, but they're they're doing the next Need for Speed in 2010 apparently to be oh, wow. confirmed. Interesting, confirmed. So there you go. That was interesting. I didn't. That's not off that. Wikipedia, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, but the, I mean, I'll go on there. i go on there and change there, it myself and say it might be true. Citation might be attached true. to that information. That's the question. Yeah, it may be true. Look, it may be true. Is there a citation next to it? Um, probably not. No, just a minute. Bear with me. I'm, I'm sort of. I've gone onto the website to see if there's any mention of it on there that they're going to be bringing a. Uh, but oh yeah, the Burnout PC. What's that coming soon? Let's have a look. Uh, coming soon. Burnout PC. Burnout Paradise. Burnout Paradise. Burnout Paradise. Got a name Cagney Pack. No, there's nothing on here about apart from Burnout stuff. Burnout stuff. But you never know. I assume you know it could be true. Could be true. Yeah. It would make sense because they do obviously racing games and stuff, so it would, it would make sense if they did the next one. But yeah, that would be quite cool if they're doing the next one. And I would assume it's going back to the more sort of arcadey crash and burn stuff as well, wouldn't it? You'd think. Yeah. You would think. Um, okay, let's let's move on. So yeah, that that was I thought that was quite good. And the other one, obviously, I played, and Chini hasn't done, unfortunately, but the other one I played was Brutal Legends. Um, which I thought I'd have a go of, and I, I've got to agree with you, Duke. I think that game might be quite a lot of fun. You know, I think it surprised a lot of people. Demo. I mean, I like what I like was the Terry Gilliam esque mm-hmm. environments. I love the sort of the 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 creature thing that you sort of go down the hill on right at the beginning, which really was straight out yeah, of some yeah, sort yeah. of Terry Gilliam film. Right, or, right. You know, yeah. uh, what was this surrealist artist called? I can never remember his name now. Uh, but you know uh, what I mean. Pardon? H.R. Giger? No. No, that wasn't him. Anyway, but it, it did remind me of something like that. I thought it was very well... I, I like the environments. You know, I think you spent a lot yeah. of time getting the look right. And and I've got to say, I agree with you totally. I, I laughed out loud quite a few times mm-hmm. playing it. I yeah. loved... I absolutely loved the bit where you drop the gate down on the, the neck of the big boss... You yeah. know, the boss beastie, and he, yeah, yeah. he does some huge guitar rift and screams decapitation at the top of his That's voice. Right. I thought it was hilarious, yeah. so I did laugh a lot, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I really liked it, you know, and again, if you've not if you've not played the demo for this, give it a go, because I, actually, I think it could be a really, really good game. Really, really liked it. Um, okay, and I think that's it for demos, wasn't it? Was anything else out? That's all I had. Yeah, that's all I had too. Okay, to finish off tonight, uh, let me guess. We're gonna have a list. We're gonna have a list because I like. Hey, it. list it up. This is this is a list that I think Chinny will like because I've heard of all of these games. So obviously these are you know mass mass market mass media, you know games. He says. All right, well, I yeah. haven't seen this list. I'm scared. Right, the <laughs> the list, the list. Unfortunately, we can't have a list for you again. You know, a personalized one like we had last week. Um, but this list, I'm going to I'm going to let you do this because I know how much you like lists, Ginny. So I'm going to let you do this one. Okay, here we go. I'm going to give you the link now to the site. Lovely. And this list is called Okay, Eight Games That Tackle Real World Issues. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's written by a lady. It's been written by a lady, so uh, it's not our usual, you know, gaming fair. But I thought we'd go through these, see, you know, because obviously games tackle real world issues, apparently. <laughs> okay. Are these games? They apparently. Games that nobody's ever heard of. Look, look, let's. And even fewer people have played. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we're going to tackle some real-world issues by playing these. Serious games is a term used to describe any video game that seeks to make a point or educate gamers about something. They're not just for kids. Taking on issues such as global warming, the oil crisis, boosting self-esteem, what immigration laws, <laughs> and life in the third world. <laughs> Next time you want to learn about something, why not play it? Why not do it by playing a great game instead of slugging around in through a boring textbook? See, doesn't it sound exciting already? <laughs> yeah, but then you see the games. Look, right, let's let's go for these. Go, go, go. Yeah. I Spy Matrix. One of one of three flash games developed by Canada's McGill University with the aim of bu- boosting self-esteem. Iceborne oh. Matrix shows a series of 16 photos of people, 15 of whom are frowning and one of whom is smiling. Uh, the aim is... Is that right, Duke? That is yes. right. That's what it says. <laughs> what is that? Uh, uh, <laughs> the aim is to click on the smiling people as quickly as possible. It's part of a research project which has so far reported positive findings to help people focus on the good and filter out the negative. I mean, well, can you even consider this a game? I mean, the first one, I agree. It's a freaking Rorschach test. You know, it's like, that isn't even a game. Rorschach's is Journal, April 3rd, 2009. <laughs> I clicked on some faces. One of them was smiling, but I think it was a dead dog that was looking up at me from the gutter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean... Game, Dumb, really? move on. Game? It's not even Dumb a game, stuff. is it? It's just like, what's, even, what's man, it? we would, even indie games would say, no, forget it, you're not putting that up on our Well, it's just like, what's, what's the thing with the moles where you have to hit them with a hammer? As sort whack-a-mole. Of whack-a-mole. It's a bit like whack-a-mole with face, smiley faces, yeah. isn't it? All right, next one, move next on. Next one, move on, move on, move on. Airport security slash jet set. This sounds... Oh, you get to frisk people and do full body cavity search? This sounds amazing. Flying these days is a real pain. Persuasive Games f- fills our pain and has a game to make us laugh about the absurd indignities inflicted on the general public whenever they want to go anywhere by plane. Your job is working at an airport scanner. Oh my fuck, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as exciting as it I'm getting depressed reading this. <laughs> you know, reading it with the proper energy. <laughs> you probably wrote it in his perky mindset. And you, you uh, All right. I'll be a bit more perky. Your job yeah, is working mind. as an airport scanner, and you must com- confiscate items that are forbidden for carry-on. Uh, objects range from mouthwash to hats to hummus and pants. Originally released on PCs at, as airport security, and is now known as an iPhone game called Jet Set. Oh, it's an iPhone game. I bet you've played this, Stu, huh? <laughs> no, I haven't. You know, Steve. <laughs> I really have. I mean, what is that? That's just... It's a game for two-year-olds. Can you tell the difference between mouthwash and something people are allowed to carry on? How is that a game? And what does that teach us? That doesn't tackle weird. a real-world issue. It really issue. is weird. That tackles a real-world issue the way that Fallout 3 tackles the issue of post-apocalyptic cannibalism. I'm, yeah, a, cannibal. I'm, a, I'm a cannibal now in Fallout 3, by the way. Oh, yeah. Are you a cannibal? So you're eating people? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do that, really? Because bad. Get help. You just have you get health, don't you? Person. Yeah, you get health as well. You don't have to carry around stim packs. You just kill people and eat them. I have heard of the next one. Go ahead. What's the next one, Steve? Uh, yeah, next one. World without oil. 
I remember hearing about this when it came out. This was an alternative reality game which ran for 32 weeks from April 2007. Every day uh, an official blog entry would be posted on the site explaining how oil prices were rising and how it was becoming increasingly more difficult to get. People reading were then invited to submit photos, videos or blog entries showing how oil issues were directly affecting them. At the start, people discussed things like taking the bus to work or carpooling, and towards the end, many had decided to live self-sustaining lifestyles. Although the game finished on June the 1st, 2007, and can no longer post uh, your own entries, you can still access everyone else's here. It's fascinating reading and viewing. Do you know what, right? It makes you understand that like indie games aren't that bad, really. When you read through some of these, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it's kind of a neat idea. I think it's more of a social experiment. Again, I think this is kind of pushing the boundaries of what it means to be a game. And I think it is, you know, it's just for like geotracking is kind of a game because you're sort of, you know, out there and you're working together with people for achieving a goal. But this sounds more like an internet meme than a game, really. And besides, I played a game called World Without Oil. It's called Frontlines, and it involved more shooting people and blowing up tanks. That's what's going to happen when we run out of oil, man. That and Mad Max. <laughs> awesome. Right, the I next mean, one. I mean, go, oh, go to oh. next one. Go to, what is it? Aiti? Aiti. The coast. No, the coast. Oh, oh, there's one you missed. You I know. That I, missed that for, I missed that for a reason, I have to say. Oh, yeah. We're going to get right to the good ones. Skip yeah. Uh, yeah. In Aiti, or Aiti, whatever it is, you manage uh, a high time. Haitian. Haitian. What's that? Haiti. From Haiti. Next to Dominican Republic. There's an island in the Caribbean. Ah, right, okay. right. Sorry, Haitian people. Uh, a Haitian family of five, developed by Global Kids with help from Microsoft and currently playable on UNICEF website, Haiti, Haitian Sarah. There's a lot of words I don't know in this. For Oh, my God. Anyway, this game gives you a selection of equally depressing... I mean, they put the word depressing into a game. I mean... <laughs> Really? This game is really depressing. I, thought, I really thought I mid- misread that. I was like, depressing <laughs> options each turn. This game gives you Boy. a selection of equally depressing options <laughs> each turn. You can choose education for your kids, but that's expensive. And in order to get, in order to even get into school, uh, where they might find... I'm sorry, I'm reading this and trying not to laugh. <laughs> It's not a very well-written sentence. I know. No, it's not. Right. Um, and in order to even get into a school where they might have a chance to actually learn something, they need to learn an awful lot first to pass the entrance exams. You'll need money to survive, but taking jobs means poor working condition, and you'll easily get sick um, or suffer a workplace injury. I was just I was just thinking, if you suffer a workplace injury, can you go on one of those insurance claims, injury claim things? I don't think yeah, like Homer Simpson, he's like, dude, I got workers' comp. <laughs> Guess who just have tripled you, his productivity and just doesn't it find work. sexually attractive people? Yeah. yeah. My mate told me to go up the ladder. Um, and <laughs> I knew the ladder was dodgy, so fuck it, I went up anyway. And I, I, I tripped over and stumped me toe. Um, right, so if you don't work, however, you won't make enough money to buy food and you will starve. I'm not sure if the game is winnable or not, but it certainly portrays some some of the pressures of trying to survive in a developing nation. 
but nobody's gonna play it. Who, I, mean, I mean, it's like the Sims on like massive depressants. I mean, in all honesty, right? I think we've read enough to be honest. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. There's another one called Stop Third the World Farmer. It's oh, uh, a similar to IET, so I'm guessing you manage a farm. And, 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 yeah, you manage a farm, but then Archer Daniels Midland comes in and floods your market with a bunch of cheap food that was subsidized in the United States, and then they close down all the f- local farmers and make them grow cash crops for export, and everybody has to pay a lot for rainwater. This is weird. I've got to say, the last one does sound quite interesting, I have to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you get to play an ice agent in the U.S. Yeah. Here we go again. I like that. Oh, you get to take kids from their family. Hey, you're going back to Mexico, kid. Parents came in illegally. Say goodbye to everything oh you God. ever so knew. It's, you play an immigration officer or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Iced. You know what? <laughs> cool. Here's the thing. This is this is kind of what bugs me. I mean, I haven't played any of these, so I guess I can't really comment on them. But I can. <laughs> these issues can actually be worked into fun games, but what they're doing here is they're just saying like, hey, we're going to teach – it's education software. It's like we're going to teach people about this stuff, and then they sort of make a game around it when I think it would be possible to actually work some of the and they have worked some of this stuff into other games. Civilization, I think, does a really good job of sort of addressing the ideas of how civilizations develop and when you put resources into different things, but it's a fun game, and the essence of all of it has to be that it's fun. I can't can't imagine Aichi being a fun game. Oh, my character starved to death because he sent his kids to school. Woo! I can't wait to play again. I Dude, d- did you did you get to the bit where you totally like died? I it's cool. Did, like, did you get to the part where like the United States sat and watched while there was a coup d'état and like your democratically elected president was kicked out? That was awesome. Dude, did you watch the part where you watch your family star? Like, like yeah. that was so good. You know? And what then Tom Tom the came and like chopped your head off. That oh, was awesome. God. Do you know what the thing is, right? The thing is, if you took a normal game and you put some of these elements into it and sort of put them in in such a way that they weren't that noticeable, but you sort of yeah. maybe subconsciously, yeah, subconsciously took it on board. But yeah. these games are, are sort of made to be full in your face, sort of, Ooh, look at this, this is terrible, you know. Beware and, of dogma. You know, ultimately, you only have to turn the news on to know that there's terrible things happening in the world, don't you? But you don't really well, want to. I mean, to be fair, they're trying to teach us about the elements of it, you know, like what goes into why people in Haiti are starving or why it's so frustrating to have to I live. I play games to get away from this shit. I know, I know, exactly. And that's the other thing is that, you know. The, I, only, I think the only thing I would say, have you seen the picture of the girl that wrote the article? Yeah. 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 She looks like, what was that term we used like the other week? Emo? <laughs> wow. You know, uh, she she looks more. You can't tell much from an online picture. She she looks more um, uh, loner. Yeah, but maybe she likes playing these depressing games. You she know, looks like, she looks like the kind of girl who do drink someone's bathwater. She looks weird. <laughs> she does look like that. I don't know where you um, get that from. Yeah, she, like, she looks like the type of girl who <laughs> likes to collect toenails, Duke. Yeah, something clearly that you don't. Yeah. I want to take a tour of London with Ginny along. Like, that's the kind of guy who likes drinking perfume out of a man's hat. She oh, looks like she wants to lick eyelids. You know, she's weird. Oh, well, I'd like to. Yeah, I think we need that's to. Too do... far. Yeah, so that to was collect toenails isn't that far. Licking eyelids is far. That was way well, too far. Where is the line? It's a very squiggly line you've drawn for yourself. Uh... <laughs> that's way too far. Um, yeah, let's let's sort of finish off with something a little bit more up than down. <laughs> 
Because that, I mean, I'm, I feel well, you can't now. get lower than third world starving family. I know, I feel depressed now. I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> it's, it's probably the saddest thing we could end on. Anyway, I think we need to move on. Anyway, um, yes, um, obviously we know Duke likes music as he's already stated in the show because he, no, he, he absolutely loves. Not be about DJ Hero. Plus, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. You'll oh, be pleased now. No, I've got a recommendation. That are no, I've got a recommendation for you musically. Oh snap. Yeah, recommendation cool. and and it's gaming related as well. So it's music I was and it's gaming related. It is for a change. Not, not that PSP game. No. Wow, what's on that? What have you heard about that? that? Timberland Rockstar game. No, never heard of that. Seriously. Timberland just coming out of the game on the PSP and it's like a kind of make your own music game. Uh, made by Rockstar. I'm sick of Timberland. I want him to go away. Yeah. His music's okay, but. Uh. <laughs> Quick, Stu, what's your Yeah, game? anyway, anyway, God almighty, right. I was I was listening to Chini's excellent singing there. He took me away then. Well, you must up. have heard something different from what I heard. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yes, no, on the PS3, and I don't know whether you, you're aware of this, but if you go down to Others, uh, or other media it is on the UK shop, but I don't know what it is in the US. Mm, if we even have it. I know, I'm sure it's there somewhere hidden. But okay. it's called Other Media, and if you click on there, you can actually buy the uh, Pixel Junk Eden soundtrack. Oh yeah, huh? I've heard good play. things about Pixel Junk, but I've never played any of it. Well, this, it's it's really cool, minimal house music. Cool. But basically, like in the UK, it was one pounds forty nine for twelve tracks, and it's about over a hundred mm. minutes of music, and it's split up into proper tracks so that it reach about you know four to six minutes long. So it's not like Can I download it to my iPod. Yes, it's completely oh, unprotected. Um, so yeah, nice. you can download it and then listen to DRM it. DRM free. DRM free. And it tells nice. you that. It said just don't share it with anyone else, but you can play it well, on whatever course. you like. And That's it's cool. weird. It's weird because it downloads as a game. And then huh. you, then when you click on it, when you press it, it then uploads it to your music. In mm, the, nice. and then so you, it's MP3s then? Yeah, and you just stick it on a dongle and put it wherever you like. So it's really That's cool. Sweet, right? And the I just old... got Sandra Collins mix for a dollar. Yeah, but this, it's I mean, this will be what one forty nine in the UK. So what's that in dollars? You two talk bucks, about two bucks, two and a half yeah. bucks. Yeah, and I'll, I'll cool. tell you what, it's a lot of really good music for two and a half bucks. Uh, and oh, there's also Pix- Pixel Junk Monsters soundtrack as well, but that's a bit different. That's like twenty four two minute tracks, so that's a bit. Mm-hmm. So, but that's quite cool. That's more uh, laid back, so that's a little bit yeah. more ambient. Sweet. So yeah, I, I would like recommend. Hey man, CIM. If you want to go to ambient music, I just found this group called CIM. Definitely worth a listen. Oh well, it's very uh, early Autechre style. Anyway, yeah, that means nothing to me. What the, what the hell? Well, I'm sorry. Those who like Autechre will know, and they'll go, "Ooh, early Autechre. I'll check them out." Uh, Autechre is this group that did this really nice ambient sort of ethereal music back in the day, and then they started getting really post-structural and weird and like. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I can't listen to that anymore. Yeah, the orb. Have you heard of the orb? Oh, the orb. I love yeah, the orb. Uh, you know, that's about my sort that's of level for for yeah, ambient house uh, music. Beautiful. Well, uh, orbital. I mean, you know, orbital are very good. They're, they're, they're a little bit more dancey though, yeah, apart from Belfast. Belfast. They do a hell of a great live show, man. Oh yeah, and the other one, the other one just mentioned Zero Seven have got a new album out this week as well. Not familiar with them. We'll have to yeah, talk about Zero Seven. The simple. I sure nobody wants to hear us. Yeah, simple things. Knowledge. Anyway, uh, let's do some shout outs. And, and uh, yes. I've uh, put an announcement up on the site about Eurogamer Expo. And I thought we'd have a quick uh, chatter in the shout outs about the games that are going to be there that we'll hopefully yeah. be playing well. with time. So we'll start off with you, Duke, and do shout outs. Okay. Out. Well, you got to start doing. Okay, Duke, let's go to you for the Rock Band DLC and your shout outs. Okay, let's go to you, Duke. Now. 
But uh, let me do that then. <laughs> Let's go to you, Duke, for the Rock Band DLC and your shout-out for this week. I don't have any Rock Band DLC. What are you talking about? You expect me to keep track of that every week? <laughs> oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Here it is right here. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, three tracks from the Rock Contours, which I'm not familiar with them at all. What? Two from Alanis Morris. Sorry. Anyway, two from Alanis Morissette, who I don't like, and three from Electric mm-hmm. Six. Don't you think it's all running one... that you don't look Alanis Morissette? <laughs> That's quite good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, there's one from a group called the Flowbots called Handlebars. I've heard of them. I should listen to that. Uh, okay, shout-outs. Link Stu sent me a message saying he really likes the Cranky Duke stuff lately, so cheers to that. hope he likes this week as well. Stay tuned for more. Uh, Big Bad Daddy on the Overseas Connection. Y'all were talking about – I don't remember what game he was talking about, but he was saying that he was running out of ammo, and I actually shouted out, Yes! Boy, finally something make shot. fun of it wasn't Bioshock, because then that would have just been perfect. But it was some other game. He was like, I kept running out of ammo. I can't do his accent. But uh, I was just like, yes, finally, and someone else who also it. It's not me, of- man. Yeah. Um, and then he also said that he likes playing uh, that song, Foreplay and Long Time, by Boston on Rock Band. And that's one of my favorites, too. So it's like, it's been a long time. And finally, Cybernaut tried to, uh, when I got Crash Course, I was trying to find someone who would play it with me. And everyone's like, no, go away. I'm playing ODSD. Piss off. And Cybernaut's like, yeah, I'll download it and join you in a second. And then he couldn't get it to work for whatever reason. I've heard some people have trouble downloading it. The 360s are like, no, don't do it. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, he gave it a shot. He tried to hook me up. So thanks to him. And cheers to you, too, for a great show, as always. And, uh, yeah, everybody on the site, Zulus represent. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. And, God, I don't even know where to go from that. It was very enthusiastic. And, uh, I know, it's good. And Chinny. Shout out to the other 34. <laughs> I like it. The exact opposite. We like that. Um, <laughs> is that it? You don't have a real shout out? No, mm. I'm guessing that's it. <laughs> that's it. What, about your, what about your mate who gave you the free Mickey D's? Ben. <laughs> Leave it at that, that was good. It was good. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'm, I'm having I'll, a good time. I know. <laughs> so you're depressed it's now. Stephen that, Wright, list. It's that list he's made him yeah. depressed. It's that um, fucking, oh, I love this dance band. I do. I love it too. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm coughing now. Um, right, I. I'd like to shout out the 035s, all the members, uh, all the listeners, and uh, obviously Big Bad Daddy, because he gave me a shout-out, so I'm going to return the favour and give him a shout-out. There you go. And Murphy, of course, the Overseas Connection, Chinny. Um, who else can I shout-out? Thumbstick. Shout-out my dad, because he's not very well. Your dad, because he's not. What's up with him? Vic. What's the matter with him? What's up? He's, he's, got, he's coughing up blood. Oh, God, that's oh, terrible. Man, that's horrible. Yeah, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I hope he's feeling better soon, so I'll shout out Chini's dad. Hello. Does he ever listen? He'll never listen, does he? No, but he's, he does play games. Or he did when he could see. <laughs> oh, God. Now I feel really awful. Now you... <laughs> oh, this show couldn't get any more depressing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, yeah, so Chini's dad and anybody else who listens, really. And, and yeah, can you can you try and give us a few more reviews on the iTunes there? Because I've got to say, the, the search engine there is now is just totally rubbish. Um, so we need some more ratings. <laughs> yeah, it's cack. I hate it. iTunes 8. It's terrible. Yeah, awful. But, yeah, we need reviews. Give us reviews, then we can keep keeping up there in the, you know, in the front pages and around that area-ish. Hopefully. Um, 
And anyway, the last thing I want to talk about, on the 31st of October this month, we will be going to the Eurogamer Expo, which is in London, London town. That there London. That there London. And it'll be the Saturday the 31st we're going. And I thought I'd give, if anybody wants to come and meet us, we're going to be around about, we're meeting at Tower Hill at around 11am in the morning, hopefully, if we don't. Yeah, if we don't miss a train, we should be, he says. And and then... I know, yeah, we missed the train, we're fucked. I'll play uh, Scribble Notes on the train. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to play some Professor Layton, I think, on the train down. So, yeah, I've got us a table, by the way, with plug sockets, so that's all right, isn't it? Aren't we cosy? I know, I know, I've got us a table. I booked us a table seat. Yeah, no, no expense but, spared. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I can't promise this, but I may have uh, an extra ticket. Oh, yeah, yeah, if I you may. I can't promise. Uh, this is not a promise, so... But I, I might have an extra ticket, so if anyone can make it, uh, and you know, like they don't want to pay, then I'll just give it them. So I don't yeah. care. But if you do want to come, the ticket's only six pounds, but the, the expense yeah. will and it goes in. and it goes to charity as well. Yeah, it does. It's good. It's nice. And uh, yeah, so we're meeting at Tower Hill around eleven a.m. And I'll put, post some more details up on the site near the time just to confirm that. And also, Rickster, bless him. Has actually found us a pub to go to, maybe after we've been to the show. Uh, is he coming? He is definitely coming. Oh, yeah. He, no, he uh, and his brother no, have got, he's got their tickets. Uh, possibly add Rocksky as well, hopefully. He'll be. I like Adam. He's a good yeah. lad. So I'm like hoping Adam. he. Because he lives around the corner, I reckon. I don't think he lives very far away. Yeah. Yeah. So he should come. If he doesn't come, I'm going to batter him. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we'll we'll find his house and batter yeah. him. Well, I'll I'll send Ricks around. He, we'll you know, actually it's... batter him. Like, this is bat- not funny, funny or slight being funny. <laughs> we'll actually go around his house and beat him until he until he apologises. But yeah, uh, Ricks has found us a Found us a drinking. <laughs> now I am a bit concerned about the drinking establishment he's found us, but he has. I know. Found us. What, All right, mate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're a cubbin. Well, you've got to <laughs> fucking shoot someone before you do. <laughs> I am a little bit concerned. And the, and the name of the pub doesn't actually give me any more confidence. The, the death and spit team. <laughs> no, it's called the hung, drawn and quartered. Oh, jeez. Don't get to dry. That's like when Homer got kicked out of Moe's Tavern and he's like wandering around trying to find a new place to drink. And he goes in that like crappy hellhole. And guy's yeah. like... Can I get a glass that's not dirty and chipped? He goes, "There you go, your majesty." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting that. No, it, the actual outside of the pub looks quite nice, so oh. hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> it's good. Okay. I'm going to trust. Um, Let's hope Rick's it's not a gay bar either. <laughs> I know. I know. Put this down on paper. I'm going to trust Rickster that he I know. Bring us to a I know. Nightmare bar. Yeah. Um, who else is coming then? Is it just Rick I don't know. At the moment, I don't know. I've put a finger up on the side. Hopefully, right. we'll get a few people. All are welcome. It. Everybody come. Everybody's welcome. Cool. I have got a microphone, believe it or not, to record some show stuff. So yeah. I don't know how that's going to turn out, but we're going to give it a go. I really wish I could go. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know. Well, we hope. We hope. Well, uh, maybe and... we'll come to America and go, oh, hey. Yeah. And just to mention some of the games yeah. that will be playable, there'll be um, uh, God of War 3. Apparently. Heavy rain. Rain, which I'm looking forward to getting my mitts on to have a go. Uh, Mag, which apparently is underwhelmed. You're going to have to drag Stu away. You're, oh, sorry, sir, you're done with the heavy rain demo. No, i got to play some. Look at uh, the rain on the outside of the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said that four times already, sir. Get away. Uh, is Alan Blake going to be there? No. Not, not, not the not actual the... man on no. the game. No. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2 is going to be there. Um, yeah. 
Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is on oh, the list. Left 4 Dead 2 is going to be there. Left 4 Dead 2 is uh, uh, wet. He's going to be there, but that's already been out for <laughs> ages. Is weird, isn't it? Was there? Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, yeah, New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii is out yeah. for Nintendo, so that's, yeah, no, that'll be okay. Yeah, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, come on, it's, yeah. it's in the UK, so we're not going to get any big announcements well, or anything. There's games that are not out that are going to be there yes. playable. Which is enough. Exciting. It's enough that's for exciting. us. And Aliens vs. Predator. That'll be good. Is yeah. there as well, um, and there's going to be some developers there. There's Crytek, Game Republic, Rare, Relentless Software, Sega. Is there, is there any like any kind of like Q and A? Ubisoft. Yes, apparently there's going to be, but they haven't announced them yet. There's going to be developer sessions also. So that's Sweet, quite is Milo cool. going to be there? That's what I want to know. Hey, Hello, possibly. I've done my homework. Look, Fuck with you, Milo. <laughs> with a the bit... wand, will you be able to throttle the wand? <laughs> With a bit of luck, maybe Peter Molyneux will turn up. You never know. You never know. He might Games be there. Are... To announce Fable Four now. I know. Yeah. And finally, yeah, there'll be a lot of indie indie developers are there as well. So that's quite cool. So for Quanrian, there's going to be some <laughs> indie say, developers. Be there like, oh, dude, I love your game, man. Lights in. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, on that note, I think it's time to get the hell out of here because again, we've chunned on as we always do for about yeah. two hours nearly. So, uh, yeah, on that note, I think it's time to say... Uh, can I, hold on, hold on, before you say oh, what? Oh, come on, what do you want? What? Right. Did anybody know that Saw was out this week? No. I knew the it movie? was... Com- no, not the Saw 6. That's the new movie that's out. Yeah. But oh, yeah. the game is coming out this no. week. No. Do you know, you know what? what that says to me? Under the radar. It's going to be shit. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to give it a rental, I think, just to see I'll how I'll give it a rent. I'm going to give it a rent. I like the first two Saw films. The rest are ridiculous. All right, but and it's going to get overshadowed by Operation Flashpoint, which is coming out this Friday. Um, yeah. Mm. Can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah. Mm. I'm not that bothered. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to throw. Anyway, that just, can I say then before next week, see if you can get it rented out, even if you go to a local blockbuster, and uh, we'll have a chatter about that next week. I'll I'll make an effort to rent that this week. I'll just now. be playing Operation Flashpoint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll get bored of that quickly because it's not doing anything new. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right, let's get out of here. Anyway. Uh, bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh, Stop talking. Here at last, a hardcore game on the Wii that's nasty, stylized violence that we call comedy, like itchy and scratchy, like Tom and Jerry. I just stabbed a guy through the eye with a road sign, pulled out his heart with my bare hands. Do I?